Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Peace and love, sisters. How's everybody doing tonight? I was trying to uh, give people some more time to log on and stuff. So that's what was taking a while. But I don't want to wait any longer, so um, maybe they'll just tune in whenever they call in. First thing is the trip. Um, the non-refundable deposit will be due March 17th, which is a Friday. So that way um, I can get, or really start like a head count on everything and start booking stuff and all that. Um, so I don't book because they're too small. And because um, I got, <clears throat> I had got an email from one of the sisters that is a part of the committee, and she was asking me questions that um, I guess everybody had for the committee uh, group regarding the trip and I told her I can't really say um, as far as a lot of questions she was asking me I really couldn't answer because everybody don't have a deposit in yet so far I have one person so and then a lot of people live out there too so um, I just gotta play it by ear I guess for now until then um I wanted to talk about this stuff, and maybe I should wait for next week because there's kind of some real heavy, heavy science that I have to talk about tonight. So I guess we could just keep it playful. Again, I didn't get to send out the email, so that probably. Um, got a lot of people not on tonight. They might have forgotten reminder. So I didn't um I didn't send it out. But <laughs> what? Oh, I was just alone talking to baby. You know damn well what I do on Mondays. Right now around this time. But anyway, so yeah, I guess we can keep it playful. I want to open the line. There's not a lot of us on tonight um, about our questions. Oh, and also I wanted to give us a little bit of homework um, and just start. And everybody who's tuning in next week could just be behind. But um, I wanted us to watch a lecture 
This lecture is really, really, really good. I feel like we all need to watch it. It's five hours long, so that means um, we all can have a little bit of time to, you know, list, uh, watch it throughout the week, like maybe one hour per day. And then by the time Monday comes around again, it's something that we all can just cipher on and build on and talk about. Um, I'll play a clip uh, maybe like maybe 10 minutes or something like that. I'll play a little clip of it just to give you guys a better understanding and just to start raising some questions in your mind for your own self and your own path, your own affirmation. Let me see. Let me go in here to my laptop. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. I'm talking to myself. But yeah, like I want to, actually, I'm going to play it for y'all. And like the first, uh, like 10 minutes or so, maybe, maybe, let me see, maybe like 13 minutes, yeah. So the first 13 minutes, I want you guys to listen to it. And then, um, like, if if you guys want to take notes, I'll give you guys some time because this is some real heavy stuff. And it's just the first 13 minutes of it. Like I said, it's five hours and 48 minutes. It's a lecture, a Bobby Hemet lecture. And um, so throughout the week, you guys can listen to it. But right now, I'm going to play the 13-minute lecture. And I know it's a lot of music in the beginning. I'm going to skip through that. Okay, so get out some paper and a pen, and I'm going to let y'all hear this. It's 13 minutes, and then, um, yeah, I'm going to come back. We're going to come back, and we're going to discuss it. We're going to talk about it. Okay, so let me see. need to process that for me. It's a long, um, kind of like some weird music in the front. So I don't want to, I don't want to miss it again. Okay. Can you hear that clear? Okay, just doing a little talking in the beginning. But the name of this lecture is um the name of this lecture is by Bobby Hemet and it's called What If God Was the Devil and the Devil Was God. So that's well what if God was the devil? That's what it is. But it's pretty much talking about what if God was the devil and the devil was God. So uh okay, here we go.
basically the knowledge of the universe. For you, for the mere fact that you are even interested in this or remotely interested in this at this particular time when shit is going on crazy out here, it means that you are the special evolved being. And so when I'm saying you need to process, you got to process that everything that you read in these books that you admire about the gods and the heavens and the gods and the universe, you must understand that that is nobody but you at this particular time. There's two realms of God. That's the one that's dead, laying out like the body of Osiris. And there's the ones that's dead, but they are, they're dead physically as far as this physical body does not make them, it's not, they're not able to do the things that they once used to do when they were gods. But you are not dead mentally because you are rising up. And for the mere fact that you are trying to understand, you're trying to get this knowledge, trying to get this, you're trying to understand the meaning of it all, that means your spirit is going through a ritual. Just take any adventure story. And, you know, they had to go through, they had to go and they had to fight this particular person, they had to fight this particular person, and at the end of the, the, the movie, they get what they're supposed to get, and they are glorified. That's what's going on with you now as your struggle. So we had the mystery system that was in the last day. You had the mystery system. But the mystery systems are now closed down. And now your initiation that you become God is in your struggle. So for the mere fact that you are catching hell and going through this struggle, it's a form of initiation. But you must understand that what I'm saying to you is that the ones, the whole world is looking towards at this particular time. First of all, they're looking for the black people on the earth, the last realm of the spirit of the Kabbalah. Let me put this up. Uh, for those people know, we, we, we go for the long haul, for the ones that uh, leave. We give you knowledge, you get full up, and you know you leave. And if you miss, you always can come back and get the tape. For the ones that want to stay, uh, who want to stay, we just, you know, we, we you, you people know who, who's been to the lectures and all. We don't let out early and all, you know, and stuff. Uh, but the point is, is what I'm trying to make here is the realm, you've got to understand the concept of the God that you are searching for is yourself. And the God that everybody is dependent on at this particular time is a few people in Atlanta, which is you. A few people in New York, a few people in Philadelphia, a few people in Chicago, a few people in all the major cities which is less than 1%, a few people scattered out in the rural areas. And those are the, the light bringers that you're talking about, the greater ones. So you have to understand this concept. The other concept you got to understand, a God, whatever you do as a God, there is no chastisement for it. I, I, and I'll explain to you, you got to stop thinking like a human and start thinking like a God. See which one to cry on? Stop thinking like a human. You got to start thinking as a God. G-O-D, generator, operator, and destroyer. Is it not written in your law that ye are God? John chapter 10, verse 34, 35. You know the whole deal. Uh, you have to start thinking this way because... Okay, here it is. You have to start thinking this way because... I'm telling you, the reason... What is the whole of is that the actual God... Do not realize they're God. From a good movie, you need to get everything you there's a good movie you need to get. You need to get a movie called A Never Ending Story. You thought it was a child. And he gets this little book. He goes through this adventure. And at the end of the movie, midway of the movie, they say, Hell, come to find out that the little boy that was reading the book of all these magnificent heroes. The other boy on the other side who was going through all the trial was him. 
because it's within you. It's within you. It's just that the devil came down about 2,000 years ago, basically, when we get into this, and he made you start worshiping him so you would not cultivate the energy within you. And that's your slavery and your real bondage. And this is the key what we have to deal with here. Because, I mean, we go to, we, 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 I mean, we see things on TV and we see this shit and we say, when is this shit over with? But the key is, in the 60s, we didn't have this knowledge. In the 70s, we didn't have this knowledge. In most of the 80s, we didn't have this knowledge. You see what I'm saying? We only had a few people talking about it in the past years before that, and we all thought they were crazy. But now, we have the knowledge. As a matter of fact, some people saying, you know, uh, um, they say things like, um, too much knowledge is dangerous to me, the untrained ear. That's not true. What is happening here is, what is happening here is this. You are, the knowledge is here. Now, there is no more secret. There is no more secret societies of holding back knowledge. You see, the white boy understood that they would keep people dead long enough until, so dead until there will come a time when there so much immersed in ignorance until they can give them knowledge and they will reject and that's but not all the knowledge. That's why you go to your family members and they reject the shit. And mainly you. So they know that most black people reject it. I don't want to hear that black shit. I don't want to hear that shit. That don't crazy movie shit. So because they reject it, now they can put the stuff out. So there is no more such thing as secrets. The secret is that the masses of the people hate knowledge. You understand what I'm saying? So as up around 1985, they... They knew that the people would reject knowledge because they knew you rejected it in the 70s and the 60s. So they said, now we can put all the stuff out that we had held for the last 140 years of research up around the world. And as a result, that's why we only have less than 1% of the amount of people that really bears witness to what the hell is going on. You see? So uh, as we say, let's see. Let me get this right. Um, yeah, we don't need a big thing. Just need enough. Uh, when you're dealing with the... Uh, Let's open up a bag. When you're dealing with the, uh, I, I got to pull libations. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, you know, while stuff is on your mind, it's best to see it before you get too far in it. And, you know, so when you're dealing with the spear of the Kabbalah, and there's several spears of the Kabbalah, which is nothing but your, your, your physical body, is the real mystery behind this, is your physical body. There's several trees of life. Everybody can see this? The several trees of life. This is the heaven realm. And everything, these, every, all these realms are on their way down to here. So this is called Malkuth. Malkuth, the daughter. Can you see it? You can't see it at all. Huh? Make it bigger. Okay, hold up. In order to make it bigger, let's see. We're going to have to go back. Let's see. Let's see how far we can go back with this thing. Uh, let's see here. We can do on this other side here. Nope. That's them. Oops. Um, okay, there we go. Now, all I have to do now is get you back. Hey, we know. You can't see it all on the screen yet? Hmm? Huh? What are these? Oh, yeah, hit this. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now, that means that every, you must understand that everything here, which is Mars, Saturn, Jupiter,
God in heaven, the man on earth say God is on high, but the angels in heaven say that God lives on earth. That means that everything is waiting on one group of people. A lost nation of Israel, or what you would just call basically, because the whole of Israel is Isis, Ra, and Daniel, which just means black people, and all black people are lost. From Maine to Spain, from down Africa to Russia, because we got black people in all those places. Basically, talking about the ancient race, the ancient race, and that one seed. So when you're talking about this, the whole universe now is waiting on you. And they especially waiting, and they know that the masses of those are dead. So that means the only, there's only one people in the universe that's the most important now, and that's the black people that's waiting now. And basically, that's what you have with a little small club in one small community in the United States of America, basically, because the knowledge is here more than it is. Other places, other places they're not privileged with the knowledge. They can't go to a bookstore and buy the actual knowledge or uh, 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 rent videos and different things. So whether we're taking advantage or not, the knowledge is here. So we're talking about you, and that's the key when we're talking about the Christ form. So what we're going to do is we're going to post for the libation. Uh, and remember now, uh, uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna give out my damn phone number. Y'all call me what? And let's see, that's the my, my shit due on the on the fifth. Y'all call me on the film and ask me, say, well, listen, you, uh, uh, did you make your rent? So if you're concerned and all, and I'll let you know, well, okay, cool, I did it and all, whatever the deal is. But I'm going to give out my phone number so that way you know. Whatever the deal is, if you can't buy that, make, uh, you can't provide me with anything, give me a space or something, I can go and squat in and shit, whatever the deal is. Now, um, uh, so basically... What we're going to do is going to turn to this particular page in this book. And I always use this one because they are, it's going to be on page, this book of Kabbalah for a modern world. We'll explain. This is the tree of life. Most people, when they start studying the Kabbalah, they're just thinking of this. But this is just the formation of the book. And so a Kabbalah of the modern world, which is actually talking about the energies within your body, which is the mystery. In here they have a, a list of the gods that correspond to each other. So I like to use this one. And also... Uh, Where's my water? It's cool. All right, you know the drill. Uh, did you did you got to know ancient shining ones? He sold out. Yeah, Heather. Okay, so <clears throat> he started going into all his libations and giving honors to all these different deities and gods and stuff like that. After that, so and he do that for like six minutes straight. But, um, yeah, for those just joining on, <clears throat> that was a lecture from Bobby Hammett called What If God Was the Devil? Um, pretty much he's talking about the roles have been switched. Everything that we, um, that we, we are as a people even think is God, or, and I won't say is God, I think is the devil they're talking about. But, um, I wanted to <clears throat> touch on some things he said that really stood out to me with those first, what, 13 minutes. By the way, um, like I said, this is five hours long, so next week, I highly suggest all of us um, watch this video, maybe at least like an hour a day. 
hour a day so that we can, um, you know, by the time Monday rolls around again, we'll be all on the same page. But, yeah, so I just wanted to say, like, me these last 19 days, I've been having, like, just really experiencing this shift and... I'm, like, actually at the point in my life where I want to, like, take my, my, like, just my path and just my whole spiritual, spiritual life <clears throat> on another, on another level. Like, I really want to elevate onto another level. And then I've been fasting, too. So, like I said, today is 19. So, I've been fasting. And I've been getting, like, the craziest revelations and insights and just little feels and like my hearing and my sense of smell and all kinds of stuff is just really, really becoming very clear and receptive and open. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's more so my mind is more um, receptive and alert and aware of all this that's going on around me and then I just feel like it's a greater <clears throat> something greater is about to happen and I feel that yes yeah, on YouTube um by Bobby Hammond mm-hmm, and it's five hours and 48 minutes so that's the one um we'll be talking about next week too but <clears throat> I just really want to say like or ask, um, what is it? I know we all joined this group for different reasons in the beginning. And, um, you know, just different reasons. We've been doing this group for, like, what, 15 weeks now or something like that? 15 Mondays now. And um, I just want to ask, like, you know, where are you guys in – in your transformation, like, what do you feel is your ultimate purpose? And um, I would hope that that um, that that requires you moving up and spiritually leveling up. <clears throat> and really, like he said, he said, um, he said, are we ready to stop thinking like humans and start thinking like God? And that's what I want to know. Like, are we ready? Are we ready for that? Because um, I feel like I'm really finna. These whole group um, lectures or meetups or whatever, I really want us to start tuning it up, like really going high and going deep, whichever one, but really for our transformation. And something he also said that, uh, he said our initiation is our struggle, and the world cha- the world will change when we do. Especially though, I feel like me personally, or you know personally, especially when the melanated woman wake up and and um, get in tune with herself and start really making some changes, getting in tune with the earth and using that vibration and that energy to create change in her life or just not even the earth but just being on top of yourself and really you know 
doing whatever it is, the work for the transformation that you want to come about in your life because I feel like um, I feel like I know a lot of people probably won't like this from what I'm about to say, but <clears throat> it's just the truth. Like, I'm not really into um, uplifting humanity anymore. Like, I know that is, you know, the mission and the goal and stuff like that for a lot of people. But it's like, that's humanity. you dealing with human shit. So it's like, are we really ready to rise above that? Are we really ready to become better beings as melanated women, as powerful women, as, you know, utilizing that power so that we can do different things with it? <clears throat> because um, I don't know, like like I said, with the whole, I'm not saying not have compassion. We are supposed to have compassion, but really and truly, how can you uplift the next person or heal the next person or whatever the case if you really can't do it for yourself? You know, if you're not walking that path yourself or that life itself, like we could um, you know, tell people or share the information, but at the end of the day, it's about us, our our vibration, our aura. That's what's going to make people change because they're going to see that. And, um, you know, because, like, uh, people like to judge and stuff like that, and it's like at the end of the day, that person is going to be them. They're going to do them. They're going to learn whatever they have to learn. like you said, the ritual is your spirit going through a struggle. Like everybody got to overcome something. But once you overcome it, it's always going to be a struggle every day. But, you know, when you overcome these certain things, you know, how is it making you a better person? That's a question that we ought to ask because I notice a lot of people who are deeply into the humanity work or uplifting humanity and spreading information and all of that. Like, we should strive for that to make the human experience better. But I think a lot of people get caught up in that. And I feel like what is really the reward? You're just exhaust. You're just exhausting yourself and giving and giving and giving out, out, out. And really and truly, it's it's selfish. Like when you really think about it, just always giving can be uh, selfish because especially when it's only, well, I'll say this, it's only selfish when you ain't really gave enough nourishment and, and um, care and love and just tenderness to yourself. Like you have to do that. You have to do these things. And I notice a lot of people who, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a light, uh, what they say, light worker, and I'm a this, and I'm a that. This is what I do. I feel like those people are <clears throat> be struggling themselves, or you know, whatever. And it doesn't even have to be always financially. It could just be whatever the case. And I'm like just really um, gradually going into this transition where I feel like I gotta. I'm really trying to level up, and I would really like for you sisters to really have that interest as well because at the end of the day, I don't want nobody to reincarnate. 
like at the end of at the end of it all, that's not that's it's kind of like being held back from school. Earth is a school, so if you're being held back, that's what reincarnation is. You're constantly having to come back to learn something. And I'm trying to rise up. I'm trying to learn as many lessons as I can because that's what's going to make you stronger. That's what's going to build your soul. Build your soul up. <clears throat> so, yeah, the ancient gods is you. Everybody is waiting on us to wake up. This world is going to be a better place when we wake up and we do what it is that we got to do for ourselves because, I mean, the law of correspondence when as within, so without others see that they'll automatically get in tune. Um, yeah, so just know that the temple is the body, the body is the temple. And one way we have to go through this is through our physical body, like <clears throat> we gotta do the work through our physical body. And I think that's the real true way to start off with something pertaining with your body. Maybe set a goal for yourself, like to where you are setting, um, how can I say it, some type of obedience for yourself, like something, something, some fleshly pleasure that you have that you like to engage in and indulge in. Like, give that up for a while, just a little bit, and learn, see how you'll start transforming, see what type of lesson is going to come about it or what type of thing is going to be revealed to you. Because you got to look at it like the body, or I'll say the spirit, <clears throat> the spirit which is in all of us, it's the same spirit in all of us, is wrapped in soul. Our soul we have our own soul, but the spirit is one. We all share the same spirit, but the soul is different. And so the soul is the soul is wrapped around the spirit. And then you have the body, which is wrapped around the soul. And it is the soul that determines, um, you know, what type of thoughts, because we know that the soul wills contrary. Like I said, your heart and your soul is in tune with each other, but the, the the heart can either have thoughts from the chakras above it or the chakras below it. So your heart wills contrary. Your heart represents your soul. And we have certain parts of our body that is bound to certain thinking, certain fleshly type of thinking. It's attached to our fleshly part of our brain. And then we have certain parts of our thinking that's attached to our higher selves. So um, <clears throat> that was the whole reason why I was saying, like, you know, you want to try to give up or gradually slow down on some type of physical pleasure that you really enjoy and see what type of thoughts. Just try it out. Just start seeing and observing what type of thoughts start coming to you, what type of revelations and insights start coming to you because, like I said, all of these things are the soul and the spirit is wrapped up in is um well the body is wrapped around the soul and the spirit. So when you kind of you know, I would say conquer fleshly, earthly, you know, bodily, physical things, you'll start hearing that soul shine forth or speak 
speak more. I speak more to you. So, <clears throat> yeah, like I really just, uh, my intention is to just really, for us to start doing the transformative work on a um, a coat level. And what I mean by a coat is just really the hidden unseen level, um, the unseen parts of ourselves, really start doing that work. Um, and, yeah, and then applying action, whatever our intentions are, once we've straightened out, you know, the crooked places or the crooked things about ourselves, we can start applying or start, you know, conjuring up the proper intentions and the proper ideas because our mind is a little more clear and it's not as much clutter. It's a little more at peace. We can start setting in the right intentions and then start setting in, uh, start actually doing the right action that leads up to that particular vibration so that the manifest can become fruition. Um what was I about to say? Dang, I kind of lost my train of thought. But yeah, I just um, the question for me is really like, are we really ready to start thinking like gods and not so much as human? Like, are we really ready for that? Because I'm ready to start doing some stuff. I'm really ready to start transforming and bringing about just the real magic in my life. I've been really um, just doing a lot of work. Like I haven't been able to have no time to get to my author lately, but just uh, just yesterday I was actually at my author and just really in my thoughts and contemplating and conjuring and just really brainstorming like what my purpose is and what am I here to do? Like, and I feel like all of you ladies, for the simple fact that you are even, have even wanted to join this call, just based on the stuff I post, um, and then you want to join this call, it's kind of like, <clears throat> I feel like, you know, you guys are here for a reason. I mean, we might not all know our purpose yet, but we're all here for a reason. We're all here to do something. It's a reason why. Uh, I'll say, for example, not to offend anybody, but Christians, for example, there's no way in hell a Christian would be interested in. Hold on one second. What? I did it. Those are the same ones before you left. <laughs> it's just, look, one, two, three, four, five. But look, they gonna still know. They gonna see it right there on the table. But I'm saying they gonna see how many are missing. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So <clears throat> yeah, I feel like you know a woman who is deeply, heavily into her Christian Bible or you know her Christian studies or whatever. She wouldn't really have interest in this. She would do what? She would go to her church and find some type of fellowship with some sisters at her church, right, who are really onto that particular vibration. And I feel like us, it's a reason, like, you know, we want to 
we're interested or attracted or, you know, have some type of honorable respect for just the unseen. Basically, I mean, that's no other really way I could put it. I really don't want to say the occult because, well, yeah, I mean, the occult is unseen, but, you know, I feel like it's a reason why we all, you know, gather here. We all come here on Monday, build on, um, you know, I would guess I can say taboo information. And I mean, sometimes, you know, we take it on the low basic level too, but for the most part, we be really building it. <laughs> talking about transformation and healing on a psychological level, on a mystical level, on a spiritual level, on an energetic level, um, just all these different types of different levels of thought. It's like, you know, we are, this is what, uh, we're getting into March now. We're entering, the sun is entering into Pisces. It's certain things, certain callings that we need to really be asking ourselves, like, what is it that we need to be doing? Like, are we going to be a humanitarian, you know, trying to save the world? Or are we going to really go into the self and understand that the God that we are looking for is ourselves? The, The person who is here to save us is ourselves. The person who is here to create that change and make you know, um, life, make life worth living, make the human experience better. But you can only make the human experience better by you making your own human experience better and then your family's human experience better. You know, like feed the children and let's go save the babies in Africa or Haiti or whatever. It's kind of like, what about the kids in your neighborhood? You know, go talk to them you know, give them some of the knowledge or whatever, whatever it is that you know or want to share or your creativity, your artwork, just your consciousness, share that with your family, you know, your immediate family. And that's kind of what I want us to do as well. Like I want us to really start, I don't want to say like pray together because we're not going to be praying, but (laughs) you know, you guys know the saying, I'm sure you're aware of it a family that prays together, stays together, but it's not going to necessarily be praying. We're just going to, I want us to start getting into lectures and having like, um, I don't want to say homework, but I guess we can. We all can assign homework. Hey, you guys, check this out. Watch this. You know, let's take notes on this so next week we can, um, you know, build because it's all about building, building your character, using the tools of the workshop of the mind, which is a dark place, using those tools to build up the character, to build up what we see on the scene realm, on the on the plane of manifest. So <clears throat> that's something that I really want us to get into because, like I said, like the sisters at a church, some Christian church or whatever type of organization, they have that, you know, they have that type of, even though they're not really building no type of character because all their energy is being externalized, is not really going to their selves, which is the true savior, the true God. They're giving it away to, you know, just, I mean, I guess it is a still an unseen force, 
but it's not the unseen forces or the unseen aspects of their their selves. And that's where we that's where we have the upper hand at. We're trying to change the unseen forces of ourselves so that the seen part of our lives and the, the seen part of our experience can be better. So, yeah, like I just want that want that for us, you know, different books that we um I don't know, like <clears throat> I know I have this like when I go to the temple I have my um you know, assistance there but wait, hold on one second. My computer is tripping. Okay, yeah. Um, I hope y'all can hear me. But uh, like I was saying, at the temple, there is the temple that I attend. There is sisters that go there. But <clears throat> I hate to say it. I don't. I'm not trying to say it as a. Um, I mean, when I say this, maybe I am saying it from my ego. I don't know, but. These sisters at the temple is just not, uh, they're not on the spirit I'm on. Much love and honors and major, major honors to the Prophet Noble Drali. You know, I love his teachings. His teachings help me a lot, but I feel like I'm on something. I'm really on a whole nother level, like my, this, Really and truly, like the past 19 days, I won't even say 19 days, like past 14 days, my mind, just the thoughts that I've been having been just so, like, really, 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 I, feel, I would say high spiritual concepts because I'm not, uh, like, really, I'm really seeing things for what it is. Like, you know, as much as I was trying to ignore it and things like that, like, none of these demonstrations they're bringing about nothing good for anybody, anything. Even if this group gets to a point where it's not about healing ourselves and becoming a better version of ourselves, it's no, it's, um, I, I mean, I hate to say it, it's a waste of time. No, I don't want, I don't want this to be a waste of time. talk and the people that you see in this same exact demonstration are not you can say oh all this spiritual shit but when it comes to you know matching that up as so below to manifest you know people can't get together where I got issues you know whether it's the temple or wherever the hell it is I have issue with that you know you can't say you're in tune with all this higher stuff when you have an issue with transcending that down to this plane. And just as a group of women, a group of women who are not linear in their thinking, that's this group. And, 
you know, I'm not trying to change your person. All that stuff, you know, you can keep that. You can keep that in your inner realm, in your inner universe. But when we come here, I want it to be well known that, you know, we are doing, we, we're going to be doing the work for ourselves. We're going to be like how I uh, first started off with the self-loveless. It's going to be more things that I'm going to, that I intend on giving, giving you guys so that, you know, you can help yourself and build yourself up and, just like um, when I was saying with the homework, like even though it's not nothing major, it's nothing big, but it's still a step towards <clears throat> a still a step towards helping you, and then us having that unity to where we can all watch it and then come back together and expound upon it, <clears throat> expound upon it, and talk about it. Guys. I just love this group. I love everything that all of you share. I appreciate everything that all of you share, whether it's just the randomest thought to, you know, really to when you just really tuned into your higher self and just was giving us some knowledge on whatever it was. I love that, and that's what I love about this group. You know, like I said, we're not linear in our thinking. No disrespect that are linear in their thinking, but I feel like most of us, for the most part, for the most, um, for the most amount of time that we've been doing these calls, our 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 views and our um our path is just like like stars, like like stars in the universe. You know, it's a star over here, it's a star over there, it's a star over there, it's a star over here. It's not just a dotted line of stars you know, following after one another or, you know, just be trying to be a certain way like each other. Like, only thing that I feel like we should have in common or as mandatory that's in common is us trying to become better women. That's it. Like, I ain't saying, oh, you need to have your hair wrapped. You don't ever have your hair wrapped. Why your hair not wrapped or got them little bitty shorts on or whatever. The point is... If we can be come in tune with our higher self and really learn how to overcome our fleshly things, our fleshly um, setbacks, because like uh, we talked about a few weeks ago about the um, the retrograde only affects you if that's the part of your thinking that you're in. <laughs> like I said, you have. Your thinking is wired, you have your thinking wired to your body. I mean, one part of your thinking is wired to your body, and another part of your thinking is wired to your higher self. So that's your higher self and your lower self, the body and the and the subconscious mind or the spiritual part of your mind. So you want to make sure that <laughs> you can higher self, no matter what your path is, you still have to your higher self and, you know, make real character. Always be willing to grow and to learn and to stretch yourself. You are God. I don't even want to say goddess, but you are God. You Like um, he said, the generator, the operator, and the destroyer. Like when I say linear, we're not linear. We're not saying, I'm not saying, like, you know, you guys need to be like this, 
or this A, B, and C is going to happen, like I said, you are the generator, the operator, and the destroyer. There is no mistake. I like the difference between thinking like a human, thinking like a God. When we're thinking like humans, oh, you made a mistake. Oh, that was wrong. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You shouldn't have did A, B, and C. But when it's like you're a guy, you know you're infinite. You know that this is just a temporary ass meat suit. There are no such thing as mistakes. <laughs> the only thing we should know is to not beat our beat up ourselves about it when we do get into those inspirational talks. What we would call making a mistake or whatever. <laughs> we gotta know that it's something from us to from for us to learn from and to grow. And to know, you know, we're not going to be, what, uh, burning hell or whatever. It's, you know, the hell that you go through right now, you overcome that to experience your heaven. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. And before I open her lines up. Also, another thing, um, another thing that um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about before I open up the lines, because I want to see what your guys' thoughts are. Um, I can't. <clears throat> Ooh, this shit is hot. <laughs> I came across this um this very ancient Arabic um I don't know if he was a philosopher or something. I don't even remember his name because it's an Arabic name. I couldn't pronounce it anyway. I was just reading all what he did, but it was saying that um he was talking about <clears throat> the struggle of, you know, the angels. Lucifer and all of these other angels, the struggle that they went, um, or the the initiation, because we got to look at all of our struggles as initiations, not, you know, some type of moralistic viewpoint like, oh, it's bad, or, you know, it's the end of the world. That goes back to the law of rhythm we were talking about, you know, back in a day or back in a month when we were talking about the law of rhythm is the negative pull the negative drawback of the wave leaving you is only negative because you're focused in on it it's just like the yin and yang symbol it's only black or white when you focus in on it but when you look at that entire circle from a far farther distance back it just looks like one one thing one is all all is one so it's only the yin or the yang when you're actually observing the this or the that. Then it's one, but it's a part of the all really and truly. So anyway, um, yeah, the angels, it was an initiation. <clears throat> Lucifer, of course, we all know Lucifer was an angel, the light bearer, the one with the knowledge. Uh, Lucifer had, was told, by God, well, all the angels were told by <laughs> told by God to bow down to Adam, and I thought it was interesting because he was told to bow down to Adam, 
and all the other angels did it. All the other angels bowed down to Adam, but Lucifer didn't. And what is not told in, you know, a lot of the religious uh, systems or according to their mythological um, systems, they don't tell it that um, it was a, it was a form of initiation for him. So what it was was God really blessed Lucifer because his reason for not bowing down, <clears throat> bowing down to Adam is he said that he would never bow down to no man other than God, no human other than God. Like, why well, I'm an angel. Why would I bow down to that human? Why would I know myself? Why would I do that? Why would I bow down to this thing, you know, of creation? Why would I do that? And me, I was just thinking of this story metaphysically, like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Because in the temple, we talk about how Adam and Eve were the first Europeans, right? So I was thinking, like, okay, this story could be symbolic for that Lucifer being a melanated brother or a melanated sister, who knows, melanated brother or sister, like, why would I bow down to that European? Meanwhile, the other angels or the other melanated beings bow down to Adam. So basically, just like what Bobby Hammer was talking about, they um, pretty much... uh, I would say those other angels who bowed down to Adam will represent our other our other melanated brothers and sisters who are also angels, but they're asleep. They are not passing their many tests of initiation or struggles or realizations of self to where they're bowing down to the teachings of the European or what really and truly is what we consider the, the Satan of all of this. The true guys are us. <clears throat> the true light bearers or light bringers is us. So I just wanted to share that. I thought it was interesting. But um, Lucifer pretty much was bowing down to no God other than either the inner God of himself or just the most high that, you know, is responsible for all living things behind the rhythm of every beating heart, you know, maybe they could be symbolic for that. So I just want to open up the lines and see um, how everybody doing. I feel like I've talked to Ness. So I'm going to unmute everybody. Wait, let me see how many people are here. Um, okay. Let me unmute some. I want to unmute everybody at the same time. Um, let me see if I want to hear from in a while. Actually, yeah, I think I'll just unmute everybody. Make it easier. 
Peace, peace, ladies. Hello, hello. Hey. Peace. How are everybody doing tonight? Huh? I love, 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 love what you did with the call. I love how you started it out. It was awesome. Ditto. Thank you. Ditto from Water. Still chewing on some stuff you put out there. Very good content, for sure. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys I think love about that? that? Huh? About Go what? ahead. I'm sorry. Somebody was talking. Think about. She said, "What do you think about what? What do you guys think about the whole Lucifer story? Like, um, how the angels were all told to bow down to Adam? Because <clears throat> we got to remember too, like Adam. Um, they said when he was." Well, I won't say they, but in the Bible it says, you know, we made Adam in the image of us. It, it talks about a lot of we in the the creation of Adam. And I, from my understanding, well, from my conscious understanding, once I became conscious, I've always taken that as, oh, okay, so when we created the European, like this we know, you know, we know that we created them. In a lab, using a little bit of our DNA and a little bit of something else. So, when you hear the story about Lucifer being the light bearer, the one with the light, and all of that being a, really an initiation, a test from God, whether it's the Most High or the you know the inner our inner higher self, representing the test. Um. If that represents a test, like, what do you guys think about that? Like, do you think, like, what is your what is your guys' concept on Lucifer just overall? I guess that's what I'm really trying to ask. <laughs> I feel like it was just another way that the people that wanted to keep us blind and ignorant, I think that was just a way to make us fear knowledge. Um, right, right. And that's it. I feel like he's just symbolic of when, like, you know, you see people when you, you get into it with your family or friends because you're trying to break them from their chains, their mental chains, but they, they're fighting you. They don't want to be free. Like, you know, I think it's he's just symbolic of, you know, knowledge, and they tried to make it out as being evil. That's all I think about it. Right. And that's why I said it's interesting because when you really think of it, like, think of the story as told by a European, right? Think of it as knowing that we created them and whoever it is Lucifer is, let's just say some nigga was like, I ain't going to bow down to you. So, of course, he's going to be the one that's outcast. Like, he's not going to be the one liked by the masses because we know the masses all their information is controlled by the Europeans or whatever, or the Albions. I'm going to start calling them Albions because we got some indigenous, melanated Europeans who look like us. They are indigenous to the land because, we, of course, we're indigenous to every continent. So I don't even want to really call these people with fur 
um, European. So I'm going to just refer to them as Albion. So the Albion, you know, of course, they're going to make it sound bad, you know, if if it's coming from them, anything dealing with us is always going to be like, okay, you know, the devil or the dead or the Lucifer or the mark of the beast, the melanin is the mark of the beast and, you know, whatever. It's always going to be the evil side coming from them. You know what, though? I feel like in every story you look at, I feel like it's always a deeper way of telling the truth, and then it's also, like, plain in sight. Because, like, even if you just read the Bible straight out like a book, it's still telling us that the black people are the chosen people. We just got to come back to knowing ourselves. It says that, Mm -hmm. but then it also, if you're reading it from an alchemist standpoint, like now where we're reading it, it's like it's still the same truth. It's just depending on what vibration you are on which one of these truths that, you know, which story is going to get you or no matter what book it is Mm -hmm. or what source or what story. That's just my opinion. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Black like people being chosen, and you know, mm-hmm. that's why I was saying I think that um, this five-hour video by Bobby Hammond would be really good for us to talk about next week. Really watch it because it's long. I'm glad we can but... watch it because that's the part yeah. that lost me. He was trying to show us, like you know, a diagram or something. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's the part I was really talking about the tree of life, right? I In the tree of life, the Kabbalah. Mhm. You ever, you ever listen to um, um, spirit, spirit science? It's like a YouTube um channel, and I, I used to listen to these joints. Like I'll go to sleep listening to these two, like, and it's just so. Like it just—it's sort of like the Kabbalion in a sense, but it breaks down like everything, and it's kind of like in an animated form, but it's still for adults. And um, mm-hmm. that's just something maybe I might want to check out. I love it. It's just, I mean, I was addicted to it, and they talk about the tree of life and you know the Kabbalion, how um, everything is formed from the tree of life. It breaks it down. It talks about chakras. Talks about a lot of stuff, but it's like non-religious, non, you know, you know. It talks about how the earth shifts and how like the cycles, how eventually we're like right now, everything is being broken down, you know, being destroyed just so that we can be in the new and the new earth. Mm-hmm. Just like everybody on a physical level is talking about the new world order, or you know, if you think religiously, you talk about the the rapture or whatever the hell, like, you know, everything is getting prepared for the new earth. And I think that's how I learned mm. people being fully and like we're breaking away from Who are you breaking up? Or is it me? That's probably me. You know, I I, I got Hello? a T Mobile. Yeah. Did you hear me? You said you got a T Mobile? Yeah, I got T-Mobile. They will give you a piece of the truth that you'll grow complacent and satisfied. I was reading the message. But just check out Spirit Science, y'all, if anybody on the line is interested. I love it. 
<laughs> and it's a recording. I used to watch uh, the Spirit Science on YouTube. I love Spirit Science. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. to the point, you know, like straight and to the point. There's a what? Hello. 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 I hear you, but yeah. I don't hear her. What was you saying? Uh, you Luna? Oh, I was just. No, this is Nyota. Oh, I was just, I thought you were saying something about the comment. And so I was like, okay, what was you saying? I was saying, like, the videos is, like, straight and to the point. Yes, I love them. I love them. And they, they, they show how everything correlates, how everything is connected, and they show you from a science standpoint. So it's kind of like, it's just, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So everybody check that out, yeah. You know, it's more, um, they show you things like when they, um, just watch it, y'all. Okay. I'm done. That's all I want to say. Also, it's video. It was like a lecture type of thing. Yeah, no, it's videos, like animated. It's like a show. And the first show would be like the meaning of life. And then, the second one will be chakras, the third one. But they're like 15, 20 minutes long, but they break everything down. Because a lot of people I know, they might listen to the car and they might not. We're all on different vibrations. We're all in different, you know, journeys and places and in our past. So I feel that spirit science would be a good way for people to kind of like briefly just, you know, have an understanding on everything, even what you're talking about, the Kabbalah and, and you know, they talk about everything on that on that channel. They have another one that I watch. It's not Spirit Science, but um it's uh her name is Jane Bittersweet and um it's like another like animated series like about <laughs> spirituality and basically how to get in tune like with your psychic abilities, with like it's a lot of different things like telekinesis and and like her videos are like short and to the point too. Like she explains basically how to do it, but they mainly be like like ten to fifteen minutes. She have like Reiki, like you know Reiki for beginners, like learning how to yourself through Reiki and like all type of stuff. So that's another good one. If you a visual person. Mm-hmm. So, um, Amina? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm love here. how you um I love how huh? earlier you you hear me or am I breaking it? I can hear you. I was saying I love how earlier you still gave respect to the prophet Nobel Drew Ali, but you still, I love, like, you didn't really go deep into it, but I love, I got exactly what you were saying, like how we're all on our own path, and, you know, I love that. That was, like, my favorite part. You still give respect to your brother, your ancestor, but also know that we're still, we're here to do what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was just, I'd be feeling 
like um like I said, it's uh a lot of it is linear, you know. And I feel like my energy <clears throat> is depleted around those kind of people sometimes because it's kind of like I'm not a linear person. Like, I don't see spirituality as linear. If anything, I see it as a spiral. You know, you're constantly revolving and coming into newer information with a deeper truth, though. Like, you always come back to the same information, the same science. It's just you can learn something a little more deeper about it this time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and not only that, by by being kind of lin- by things being kind of linear and thoughts, that's not even really what's in the teachings like of it. You know what I'm saying? And I was starting to just feel like my energy in that setting was kind of like I felt like it wasn't. Um, I just felt like it wasn't uh, striving into the fullest potential it could be because. It's just like <clears throat> people uh, like are in a line, right? Everybody is walking in a line to, to, I don't know, let's say eat some food or something. Everybody got their tray in their hand, and they're all in a line. And you got this one person who ain't in line, who doing them, walking around, going to the front of the line to get food. You know, talking to the people in the line. Of course, the people in that line, even though they don't realize that they can get the fuck out of the line too, they're still looking at you like, oh, why is she out the line? Why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? Why she can't get in line like us? And for me, it's kind of like, huh? Like I'm free. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Like. You know, I I know how to read. I got eyes to see and ears to hear. I know how to read this information for what it is on my own. I don't need to stand in that line or I don't need to – I know how to cook for myself. I don't need to stand in that lunch line eating that, that food. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to cook on my own. Just an, an analogy, but it's like, you know, honors, major honors to him is just, the people who are in the part of that demonstration, I just, I can't have my energy around that. You know, I feel like a lot of, just a lot of uh, conflict there. <clears throat> so, yeah, just imagine, like, a lot of women in the little-ass room. It's kind of like, you know, people going to start, it's just going to be some conflict versus, a whole bunch of different mermaids in the sea. When they finally meet up and get together, they're going to show up and show out and have a good time. Why? Because these are a whole bunch of different mermaids, a whole bunch of different women who are free, who are not boxed in this little one way of thinking or this little world to where, you know, to where you, you're you so worried about what this woman is doing or what that woman is doing because you guys are in such a tiny-ass room or your mind is such in a tiny room to where you can't see past what you need to do for yourself. 
you in such a tiny room or such a tiny enclosed mindset to where you're monitoring all these other women and what they're doing. When it's like when you come around women who are free, like the mermaids example, you know, you got the world is 70% water. So it's like women who are free and traveling about the plant, the, you know, their natural habitat and doing what they do and, you know, growing at the level that they're growing at and the pace that they're going, when they finally get together, it's all love and fun. And, you know, let me play in your hair and let's talk about this and let's do that because we're all free. It's not like a, you know, this boxed-in room to where we get on each other's nerves or we feel like each and every single one of each other has to be robotic. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, like I said, I just see it for what it is, just like a lot of people in the church. You know, if somebody was smart, they would get out of there because they would say, wait a minute, Jesus said that we were gods, but yet, or I won't even say that. It'll say something like the temple <clears throat> is the body, but yet, or it'll say the temple is, you know, the body, and God does not dwell in temples made by human hands, right? That's a, that's the actual scripture. Somebody in the church will read that and be like, wait a minute. That's the case, then why, you know, I got to do A, B, and C? It's like, okay, but everybody is um, supposedly so into this, though. But it's like, if you're so into this, then how are you overlooking this scripture right here, though? Like, something ain't adding up. Something ain't matching. Something ain't right. Like, and that's what it was for me. It's so funny you said that because when I was in, um, I think I was a freshman in college, and I was kind of going out with this guy, and his daddy was a pastor. So we had a conversation about, like, the church. And that during that time, I was kind of just, like, I guess, like, oh, awakening or whatever you want to call it. And I was like, and so we had a conversation. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like you have to go to church to have a relationship with God. And so he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> in the Bible, like, you know, it's saying that you go, oh, my God, get that up. But, yeah, so in the Bible, I was like, it it don't say that you have to go to the church and worship God. Like, you don't have to do that. And I was like, you know, I feel like you have to, you know, build that relationship for yourself. I was like, I really feel like you don't have to go through anybody to have a relationship with God, like not Jesus, not the church, not the pastor. And he was like, so why after that, like, he stopped talking to me. He was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. Like, you know, he thought I was like some kind of <laughs> He thought I was like some kind of devil. He was like, yeah, this is not going to work out. Like, <laughs> And I was like, just for saying that, like, you know, I'm like, that's true. Like, you know, you have to have your own relationship. Because I'm like going to church every Sunday. Like, what is your, like, spiritual belief? Like, do you think on your own? Like, what is your relationship with God, like, yourself? And, like, you know, he couldn't answer those questions. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh. 
a lot of them go to church every Sunday and they go to Bible study every Wednesday, but they talk about the same scriptures that they've been talking about for like the past 25 years. So exactly. It's the, same, it's the same information, just regurgitated and, oh, okay, let's refer back to this scripture. Let's refer. And I just, I never, I didn't get fulfillment from that because it's like you're keeping me in this little box and you just want me to know these scriptures around, you know, whatever your platform is as a preacher. So I, just, I don't understand how they do it. I just can't. Yes, and it's because I was told that, just to touch a little light on it, um, I was told that I'm weak because I don't go to all the meetings, right? (laughs) And I just thought it was hilarious, like, hmm, okay, I'm weak, right? But mind you, we have meetings Sunday and Friday, right? Fridays is a busy day at the shop, at the salon. So some Fridays I just can't make it. Like, you know, I don't work for somebody. I work for myself. So that means if I don't go into the shop, I'm not going to get money that day. I don't have the type of job where I can just, you know, call my boss and be like, hey, I ain't coming in Friday, but I can continue to come, but I can come in on Saturday and keep the money flowing. You know, it's not like that. Like, if I don't go on Friday, I'm not going to make no money on Friday, period. So you mean to tell me I'm weak because, um, you know, I got to do what I got to do? Like, that should be coming. Like, my self-preservation and well-being is most important. And mind you, this is coming from a person who is not financially doing well at all. Like, so it just made me think, like, wait a minute. What the, like, hold up. Like, I'm doing just You don't, I'm weak? Like, you don't need to, obviously you weak, because you don't, you don't need to worry about what I'm doing. Like, you need to stay in your lane, because obviously you're the one doing bad, like, bad as fuck right now, like, really bad. And you want to talk about, you know, I'm weak because I don't make my meetings. Maybe you need to miss a few meetings, like. You know, and I don't say that, like, to be, like, you know, funny or nothing. Like, seriously, you really got to, you know, do what you got to do, especially when you got to bet babies. You have to do what you got to do because the whole purpose is you still have the pamphlet or the book or the Bible or whatever when you get home to make up that time to tune in, you know, with your thoughts and with the words on on the page on your alone time. You know, so first law of nature is self preservation. So if you can't take care of yourself or if you're not, you know, grounded and secure in your livelihood, you can't really do nothing else. I think, I think it's a lot of um just like celebration around like being this martyr. Um, like like I think maybe you were talking about earlier, I'm saving the this and I'm doing the that and it yeah. really is it avoids the inner work. It's it's this way of stepping aside of the work we need to do within ourselves, and it's just we get so and it's attention seeking. Look at me at all these meetings. You know, on this on this performance wheel. You know, look at me go. Look at me run myself down. Like that shit ain't cute. 
Like when I see people that, you, you know, they, they almost want you to acknowledge that, you know, they're doing the most and, you know, they're not sleeping, they're not, I'm not eating, I'm not, I actually had an ex of mine, he would, um, and still to this day, he's big into the church. He, I, we were together for like five years, and like once I was really exploring myself, I realized like there was no way he ended up like being a pastor and all this other stuff. But he's very big on, oh, I'm in the hospital, I'm not eating, but you know I got, I'm at five services every Sunday, and I, I look at that shit, I want to throw up when I think about that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. just really that's... fucked up, you know, and it gets packaged in this idea of devotion, but like again. It's it's a misorientation because if if you're not devoted to yourself, then how are you how are you to do all these other things? But yeah, that 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 one is really deep, and I think it's it's so systematic, and I think it's so socially um, uh, ratified or affirmed in so many mm-hmm. little ways and, and not so little ways that mm-hmm. you really have to watch it. And that's why I always just keep a watch at myself. Like, wait a minute, like. You know, and I'm not even on that wheel anymore. But even then, like whatever you're on, whatever you do, at what at what point are you compromising like your your alignment? And when your alignment starts to fuck up, you got to push pause on like everything and get recalibrated. Yes, that's the priority yes. at that moment. Mhm. And that's funny you said that because my husband, <laughs> he was like. He said, uh, you know, like, to a lot of people who are really, really religious, they love to be like, well, money isn't everything. Money is not everything and blah, 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 even though it's not. But it'd be the main ones who feel like they are, they're in po- their, their poverty and, you know, they're uh, not having, I guess, the I would just say an average amount of you know certain finances to sustain themselves when they don't have that they view that as loyalty and that to me is crazy as fuck like that's not that's why I was telling y'all about the Kabbalion like because these are universal laws that are important that we got to understand like that's not as above so below you can't just I don't know, like, that to me is hard to understand, like, money is energy, that's why it's called currency, you know, like, it's a transference, it's a transfer of, as above, the soul, like, I look at it, and it's crazy because Noble Jali, he, he talks about that, like, he say, I need finances, and I need them badly, like, to up, to, you know, get the nation going. Because there's a lot of people out here hating on me who trying to take over. He said that. It's true. That's exactly what happened. You got the NOI now and the seven percenters and all these different little demonstrations came from out of the temple. So it's like, and he told us, be industrious. Like, you know, so it's all relative. It's all in tune. You're supposed to be. No, everybody got a talent. Everybody can utilize that mental energy or that mental skill to the physical plane to create more currency or energy or money or whatever so that your body, the energy of your body, won't be stagnant so that you can move about on the physical plane. Like, it's not about the money because, you know, regardless of what economy 
we're going to be in, it's always going to be paper money or money is going to be written on um, rocks or seashells. It's always going to be that medium trade, medium of trade. So like when spiritual people um, do that or talk like that or proclaim that money isn't everything, like you have to have that. You got to, I don't know, like you got to, because your money is, right? Like how much work you are labor in the warehouse you've been doing or how long you've been sitting at the desk at your office job or however long you've been playing your guitar for your audience or however many audience members come to your show to see you, it's still an exchange of energy. Like, I don't know. And I just noticed, though, like, I just felt like it was just becoming linear. Like, I started noticing they see me, you know, making certain moves and doing certain things, and I can't always be there. Um, you know what I'm saying, to fellowship with them or whatever, to where it, I don't know if it was like a jealousy or I don't know, to where it was like, oh, well, you're weak. You can't even come to your meetings, da 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 I'm like, I'm weak? Like, girl, I'm out here busting my ass, getting like four hours of sleep. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, huh? And then it just hit me, like, I'm not linear. Like, I'm motherfucking, like I said, this group, us, I we're stars in the sky. Like, we spread out, but when we come together, we motherfucking shine. I don't need, we, we're not um, just a ball of light or a line of light following one another. Like, oh, she's behind me and blah, blah, blah is behind her and such and such, whatever the spirit name is behind her. And no, like, this, when we do come together, it's a circle. Nobody is in, in charge or ahead or whatever, like, you know, we give it honor to each other, respect to each other, like, everybody is on their own path, like, and this is what we, this is in the teachings, but you got certain people who, I don't know, maybe they're not reading it, maybe they're not comprehending it right, or, I don't know, but, yeah, like, like Jay Waters said, that type of stuff, that, you got to put your pause in my life. I'm feeling like I don't belong here now or something because this ain't how it should be. <laughs> so, yeah, loyalty, they view that as, you know, giving up on your, your goals and dreams, I guess. I don't know. Oh, my God, I know my phone didn't hang up. Hello. It didn't hang up. No, we hear you. Oh, my damn. <laughs> I said all that. You know, um, Wait, a lot of what you said really uh, kind of shook me in a way out of out of some form of comfort zone that maybe you know sometimes you can be in a comfort zone you're not even sure you're not even aware that you're in because in your mind you're expanding but it all depends on like. Like, I feel like what you said really kind of, like, opened up, like, the feeling, and at least that I feel like at some point I've been operating under and just, like, yeah, like, beyond 
beyond the flesh and really just like, I don't know, I just started seeing us like walking around differently and like if we really were in, in our godlike nature, in, in our godlyhood, like what that actually could feel like and how we absolutely have access to that at any given moment. And um, yeah, it just added additional accountability in terms of energy and vibration and all these different things to know that like if that's who we essentially are, then how much time do we even spend there? You know, right. Um, right. yeah. And what, yeah, what kind of relationship do we have with that high of an energy? Because I think, yeah, it's just it's it's easy to make that the other and oh yeah, that's the thing that like oh yeah maybe you know years and years and years from now, but it's like that shit you could be at that frequency tomorrow if you you know if you if you attune accordingly and that it can be scary for some you know because people want to kind of go through more of a routinized and that's part of your point about it not being linear. I mean, shit could mm-hmm. just you could just you know I don't know it's just or maybe not even just in terms of linear, but it, even in terms of incremental change is more of what I'm trying to get at. Where, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us are like, oh, okay, I'll take, okay, a little step here. A little, but what you said is, like, for me, it kind of jumped me in a way that it's like, well, shit, you know, I could probably, who said you got to do step by step? by? Who said you couldn't just just cut some BS, like, in and of itself, you know, like, in, in certain areas of your life? Like, like when I went, for example, I'm not, again, I'm not necessarily glorifying veganism, but it was a journey for me, partially, like, where, you know, I kind of stepped around it for years, and then once I finally stepped on it, I just completely stepped on it. I didn't. I went cold turkey, but it, that could have been 15 years of me getting there in terms of increments that I could have chosen to take. So I feel like there's different things that we peep, like, and we see, we know that, that like, it's certain shit I already know it's a part of my past. And I don't know if any others feel this, but there's a list of things, actually, very specific things that I've already been told, like, you're going to be up on that. This is some shit you're going to have to cut off. You're not going to be able to own these certain things. Like, you're going to have to switch out all of that. Like, when I knew I was going to get rid of all of my, like, chemical-based stuff and start making all my own stuff, I already knew that was a part of my path before I even got there. But I was just, I decided to take more of an incremental approach to it. Um, But I think there's some things where it's like we could just go right to that. It doesn't have to be some of the steps is is illusory, so. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. I don't know where everybody okay, went. I don't know. I don't know. I just went quiet. Yeah, I was, I was just going to allow that wherever, you know, I didn't know where everybody was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to sit in that swing space. I wouldn't well, do that. You know, I've learned to I, stop filling in spaces sometimes. I've, I've never fasted before. This is Creative Dreams. I've never fasted before, but I want to. I'm just, I've never done it, but I feel compelled to do so. I want to do it, too. I've never, I mean, I've only done it, like, not intentionally. Like, I may have done, like, 
you know, hung over. And then for like two days, I just didn't eat, just drink water the whole time. But but I really want to do it. Like, and I know it's all mental. We just got to strengthen our minds and really set that intention and really just do it. But I just like eating, especially because I smoke weed. Like, I don't see how people that smoke weed fast, like, am I supposed to start smoking weed too, or is it just food? Like, because if I smoke, I'm going to get some you. and I'm going to eat. Well, I'm going to tell you, like, since I'm fasting right now, I do still smoke during the day because I'm not doing a Ramadan fast. I'm just doing just a fast for me, myself, like, just to overcome that part of myself, you know, just to conquer that part of myself, I guess I can say. And I do still smoke during the day. But during the day, like, when the sun is up, I do not eat anything. And I guess that, too, you know, having the munchies and being high or whatever, that's a part of my my conquering mission as well. Like, I got the mm-hmm. munchies. I know I'm not going to eat anything. I'm only going to drink water. And then water is a good help, too, because it kind of takes, it fills your stomach up a little bit and kind of takes that urge or that that desire to eat away. You know, so I might start with a baby fast, like three days or something. Mm-hmm. That sound like me. Me too. <laughs> you know what? Okay, three days. The crazy part about it is, once you hit the three days, you be feeling like, oh, I could do this. Like, okay, now, like, once you hit, like, once you pass over that second day, like the hump of that second day, is Everything else oh. is eat. I know when I fast, like, I, because I did like a seven, it was close to a seven day. It was supposed to be like a juice fast, but I, like, the first two days, I did smoothies and like just water, and then like the next few days, I did juice. But like during that fast, I really realized like how much I'm addicted to food. Because I was, like, thinking about, like, oh, my God, when I get off the fast, I'm going to eat this, 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 and this. And then, like, so I'm, like, I need to stop thinking about food. Like, if I'm fasting right now, like, why am I constantly thinking about what I'm going to eat? And then, like, it was, it was, like, much easier. as I was, like, okay, just focus on, like, fasting. And, you know, I had to focus my attention on something else, but I really was, like, thinking about, Ooh, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna cook this, and then I'm like, why am I thinking like, why am I thinking about food? Like, just thinking about fasting, and it really wasn't bad. Like after I just stopped thinking about, oh man, I can't eat. Like you know, I was missing out on something, but it's like the food will always be there. You know? Mhm. So like that, that second day, like yeah, after the second day, it was like much easier because I wasn't thinking about food at all. But like the first day, the first two days it was like the hardest. Huh? <sighs> well, I'm That's gonna try. I notice when I'm um like throughout the day, I be I don't know if it's just the like the sunshine or what. But but I know I got. And then by the time I come eat, I'm not hungry anymore. Like dang, <laughs> like the urge has just calmed down or something to where I gotta like force myself to eat because I know tomorrow if I miss breakfast 
or if I wake up by the time the sun is already up, then I'm asked out. Like I got to wait till that night. So I'll still eat. <clears throat> yeah, I think everybody should do like for a year, at least 21 days. Throughout the year, it could be three days here, three days there, four days here, five days over here. But as long as it's 21 days a year, I think that's good for everybody, like for the body. And you no, always eat at down or before sunrise? Huh? You eat after the sun goes down and before it rises? In the yeah. Morning? Uh-huh. If I wake up all time, sometimes I don't wake up all time, and then I just miss breakfast. You know, um, well, I won't I, say breakfast because it ain't breakfast. It's not really breakfast, but, yeah, breakfast is really for nighttime. Was somebody going to say something? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say something. Um, this is Jay Water. Um, so in terms of, like, my relation with food, I definitely have had a really interesting relationship with it and um, have done a lot of – I actually did my thesis uh, in psychology on eating issues and eating behavior and eating disorders and all, all the whole nine. And what I find is, I mean, it's – it's such a, it's such a, I don't know, it's such an issue that you could deal with and suffer in silence because nobody's necessarily, unless you got some, I mean, certain people in your life be like, you, you really need like six cheeseburgers or whatever you're eating, you know, like <laughs> for the most part, like you do what you do and there's not a whole lot of external accountability. And I've just, I mean, even just recently, like I've done a lot of work in that area and I, I eat a lot more consciously. I've done a lot of mindfulness work and things like that, but when I'm triggered, I try not to ever eat when I'm triggered um, just because to associate the food with being something that, to, you know, I wrote a poem about that, like we ate to take the pain away. It, it, it's, it's a hand-to-mouth uh, situation, and so trying to disassociate that, and it's, it's moments where I have to say, you know, I really don't want, like, I'll get on, like, I was on, like, this vegan cheese, like, crazy. I'm actually fasting. I'm going to do my own fast on this cheese in particular. And this, it's, it could sound funny, but it's real. Like, me and this fucking cheese, man, like, it's like <laughs> I'll go to the grocery store, and it's like, da 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 Oh, shit, there it is. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm getting it. You know, and I'm for real. Like, it was real, and, it, and, and it's still a thing. And, and the days I can walk out and don't get it, that's great, you know. And, um, yeah, just, like, how how insidious addiction can be um, if, not, if you're not mindful of it. And so I've been um, abstaining from this cheese and, chip and chips and cheese dip. And, um, yeah, and I have to, like, it's like when somebody's like, oh, I just want to go home, smoke a cigarette, fuck my wife. Like, you know what I mean? It's like that's what I just wanted to come home, watch Shark Tank, eat some chips, and, like, be numb. And that's a very Piscean, escapist vibe. And so just really, I mean, that's where we are our own internal, like, check-in. Like, no, you can't do that. And you have to, like, talk yourself off the ledge. Like, we're not doing that today, you know, the self-parenting. But that shit's real. Like, food, 
even good food, you know, even I ate, man, one day recently I ate way too many blueberries and, like, got in big trouble. Like, my stomach was all types of twisted. So it's just <laughs> that, you know, I have to look back to that, like, the temperance card and the tarot and really just, like, checking in, like, and not knowing, like, especially depending on how you are configured, I tend to have, like, an all or nothing which can get me in trouble or it can get me really successful. Um, I just tend to go in, like, if I really like something, like, I'll just eat, like, I'll just buy bags. Actually, today, I bought some bags of uh, dried persimmon, and I tried to buy two bags, and I, <laughs> I'm trying not to lie. I started eating it as <laughs> soon as I got out of the store, <laughs> only to find out one of them were, like, a, it was a bad batch, so I took it back. But Universe obviously needed to give me some restriction. Like, I only really needed one bag of persimmons. And it's like, these are persimmons here. This is not like, so even people are like, oh, go vegan. If you've got an addiction problem, it's going to come out, you know? It's going to really come out no matter what you're eating. So, yeah. oh, inhale, exhale. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. It's Oracle 7. I'm so late. How you guys? Good. Um, I relate. Jade Water to everything that you're saying right now because I, I it's like necessary for me to fast because of my I, I call it a special relationship like you just said a special relationship with food because it is like comforting to me and it doesn't matter if it's like you know my sweet salty savory you know the bad stuff or even if it's really healthy it's like that excess and it will really affect my day like, if I wasn't eating every two hours, if I wasn't snacking, if I didn't have lunch while I was at the office or on the go, like, I was a completely different person. And I had to realize, like, damn, like, I'm really dependent on food. Like, if I miss a meal, I'm upset. All right, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. Let's say if, I, if I'm dating someone and they don't think about feeding me, oh, we got a problem. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. What do you mean there's no food in the deal? You know, and so I did a a spring equinox cleanse um, last year, and it was for like seven days where I was just completely juicing. And not only did it help me because I was trying to lose like about 15 more pounds, not only did it help me like lose that weight and keep it off, but I realized how much I was going throughout my day just chewing chewing, food, having something in my mouth, just that level of comfort and, like, for me, like, I smoke a little weed every now and then, you know, a lot of weed probably. But I started to realize that even with that, like, I had to take breaks from that because it was how much it affected my daily processes, like, waking up in the morning, like, even though I'm coping and I'm going throughout my day, but it was just literally slowing me down. Not only that, that enhances your eating habits, you know, and so it was like both of those, and then on top of the eating, it was just too much. And so when I went through that that cleanse, that seven day where I was just juicing, I realized how much I was just chewing throughout the day unnecessarily, how much of my eating was, like, emotional. And even during that cleanse, I took a break from, like, I took a break from smoking, but that ended up lasting about three months. Because I was like, I'm too dependent on these things. Mm -hmm. And so all I'm saying is I feel you. And when I took that break, it helped me. And now I I can go throughout my days. Like let's say, for instance, if I miss a meal, 
I'm not cranky. I'm not irritable. I'm not backed up because I think what also helped me was like meditating, like doing my breathing exercises, waking up in the morning and doing those breathing exercises, and then how I filtered them throughout my day. Like when I found myself wanting to be dependent on something else, taking that that time to like center myself. And it was hard at first because, mind you, I, I did this last year. I think it was like maybe August, maybe around August. I did it, and I literally noticed a change in just my habits and my eating. And I still have my moments where I want to eat bad stuff, but in terms of, like, the excess, it's like if I'm not eating every two hours and I'm a different person, I'm not there anymore. And it is, it, it's like a serious addiction. It really, I love food. Like, food is, it's like with sex. Sex and food, like, they're mm-hmm. both orgasmic to me, very orgasmic. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, so you like more sweets or is it just all food? So you were I'm not a real big sweet eater, but if let's say for instance if I have a piece of cake, I'll notice that I'll crave sweet stuff for probably about a week. I'm mm-hmm. more of a salty, savory like I can get lost in string cheese. And I don't even eat pork, really, but if, like, dry salami is my weakness. I have to literally just not buy it because if I do buy dry salami, like I said, I rarely eat, like, I don't eat any other pork besides that. Like, I crave that. And I just have to completely stay away from it. There is no balance with it, mm. you know. And so, but I do, like, I'm more of a salty, savory type of person like I can eat a whole jar of pickles I can eat a whole jar of olives like that I love olives. Oh my God, I love it <laughs> I love olives I have like five different jars of olives in my refrigerator right now <laughs> it's the devil <laughs> you know and then and then like well one I was going to ask one, what's your sign sis if you don't mind me asking I'm a Taurus okay I'm oh, just curious there I go um, but I was going to say what's crazy, and I don't know, I'm just curious since you have had similar experiences. I don't know if you've ever pulled this fast one, but I'll do some fuck shit like, oh, yeah, um, the cheese, I'm going to go back to the cheese because I really recommend you guys try it. It's amazing. But, like, um, the thing is, is, like, all right, I'm going to buy two cheeses because I don't want to have to come all the way to Federal Church just to get cheese or it's on sale, so I'm just going to buy it. And then it's like it's now a problem in my home because now I can't handle having it here if it's not fully consumed. So then I give my I give myself the excuse, you know, to just go in here and just eat. You know, it's just. It all, I mean, again, yeah. I'm not always in the lower vibrational self, obviously, but I'm saying when I'm triggered, yeah. I use that as a as a as a means to being like, oh well, let me hurry up and get it out of here, you know, because I I don't want to have to be tortured all day. I might as well just go ahead. and my, you know, it's just, it's I do the same thing. I just, yeah. I'm telling you, like this string cheese story. I just went through a bag of string cheese probably about three days ago. I went yeah. to the grocery store about six days ago, though. So it took me three days to eat a whole bag of string cheese. And let me tell you how bad it was. I knew I had one left over. This was probably like the day before yesterday. I was like, oh, I knew one dropped out the bag. I threw the bag away. So I'm scrambling through the refrigerator looking for this one thing 
a string cheese. Like I, I know I gave myself some type of refuge with this cheese, right? It, it wasn't there though. And I, I don't remember when I ate that last thing, the string cheese. But yes, I will eat it. And I'll say, I'll be like, you know what? I would rather eat all these calories in one day, because this is how I talk. This is my self-talk. Eat all these calories in one day. You know at least today it was bad for you. And I don't count calories, but this is how I even, this is, this is how I talk to myself. So, and I do this with alcohol, too. Like, if I got a bottle and I'm like, okay, I know I don't need to drink this whole bottle. I know I don't need to have, I need to have one glass, not three. Because I, I, I don't know if y'all seen it on my Instagram. I like to drink whiskey and eat pizza late at night. Anyway, but yes, <laughs> all I'm saying. Let me stop. Me rambling. too. Me yes. too. I I'm a pizza do that. Lover. And I'll be like, just finish the bottle tonight. You gonna start working out? Are you worked out today? Yeah, I, I do that self talk, and it's it's just, it's trickery. It's just trickery. <laughs> it's just trickery, <laughs> and, and you I end mean, up I'm finishing pretty- the whole thing. <laughs> right, and then feel guilty, and then you go through the same pattern, and all this. And, I mean, I'm coming from a space where I used to actually be bulimic and, like, really, and so I called this, like, oh, well, at least I'm not throwing up. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? It's just, like, this glorified whatever. And I bring all this shit up because talking about, like, the original point about, like, ascending past the body, this is the type of shit that we have to master, you know? is like, like how we're talking about the fast and all these other things. Like, this is the shit. So, like, me standing my ground, you know, on this cheese, it sounds funny, or you fighting your battle with your cheese is is real shit because that's where we can actually sustain the vibration to to, to actually get where we need to get because that shit is a complete distraction. Like it really is, and it's like a vicious loop. Really so I try to like I try to think about it like scientifically. I think I, mean, I don't know if it's scientifically, but like I don't know because I know that once you eat certain things, like, and I may not. Tell me if I'm saying this wrong, but like the parasites that end up being in your brain, and that is really what's talking to you. And so once I started to learn a little bit about that, like, okay, yeah, we have the sugary, the sweet, the savory, the things that are not, the processed foods that are not bad for us. And I know that I only want those foods when I allow myself to have them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fine line. So it's like I do essentially have to, like, restrict myself because I don't have that balance. but once I started to learn, like, what it was really doing to my body, that helped me, too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I give myself those moments now. Like, I knew I was going to eat that whole bag of string cheese because I have no self-control. I don't buy cheese for this reason. <laughs> so I knew that it was going to happen, even though I told myself when I was at the grocery store, like, no, nah, I'm just going to be for a snack. Nah, bitch, you're going to eat that whole thing of string Yo, cheese. Yo, we need to have and you <laughs> like, I hope you're coming on the trip, man, because we need to have, like, a moment. It's nothing but a distraction. And I started, actually, I think I heard this. Did I? Yep, this was like a sermon that I heard a long time ago. How it talks about, it was talking about fasting, how important it is. Because I don't remember who was speaking or whatever. They were talking about fasting, how important it is. And what made me realize is that it was like, more habit, more psychological, of course, the addictive part of it, um, and that comfort, like you need in that comfort, because when I'm busy, when I'm doing something that I want to do, when I'm doing something that I'm fully engulfed in, whatever it may be, I'm not thinking about food. And so those moments don't really happen all the time. At that time, it wasn't happening like that. Like, I 
I was literally, like, food was, I don't know, it was just, like, my outlet. And it had been for a very long time. Like, this wasn't nothing that was just recently. I knew it was a problem. And then my body was responding because if I didn't eat every two hours, by the third hour, I was getting a hunger headache. I was feeling fatigued. I couldn't think straight. That is ridiculous. You don't have to eat that much. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what helped me outside of, going through the process with the cleanse, knowing that, you know, the whole parasitic aspect of it in your brain and, you know, filtering your body, those things helped me. But like I said, it's still a, it's still a struggle. It's not like one of those things where I can have it in my refrigerator and, you know, it be there. No. Well, and I think, I think what helps me, I mean, again, I'm, I'm highlighting the struggle, but what, when I'm, successful, which more often than not I am, is because I've, I'm able to see how that behavior is connected to my downfall and mm-hmm. how it fucks up every other thing. If I start, if my eating changes, my, my kitchen's trash, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing the self-care, I got ashy kneecaps, it's just a <laughs> whole, it's a whole thing. You know what I mean? And I mean, those are the indicators. That's how it's, it's the domino effect. My thinking's clogged. You know, obviously food definitely impacts your mental clarity. You know, I mean, look at what Mina just came on here and said all this. I mean, that's all That's all in our – we have access to those same Akashic records, all those downloads. I mean, when I do any client services, I eat raw, and I eat minimally, and anything I eat has to be raw because I already know the vibrational differences. But it's like, I don't know, That's. I guess that's what does help is just remembering that it's a we are a system, and, like, when you put that stuff in, it's going to take, and then you know where you're going after that, you know, so. Yeah. But it's still challenging, and I still have my days, and and sometimes that's the, you know, we let, we talk about our self-love list and these different things, different things like that. Sometimes, like, the, my biggest act of courage is getting in there and making my fucking smoothie. If I don't feel like doing anything, but I know that smoothie is going to change my my vibration, you know, sometimes that's my biggest act of courage because that's what off like begin my whole day, you know. Or, or even like, I don't. Here's another self sabotage. I call these like forms of self sabotage where if you kind of like say you woke up late, so you already like, oh shit, you know, I wasn't perfect. I didn't wake up at six a.m. with this with the whatevers, and I didn't sun gaze, and you know, any of us who have perfectionistic issues or whatever, yeah. and then so um, you decide that because that morning wasn't how you imagined, then you're just gonna say fuck it to the whole day. Well, then I'm just going to give my pa- give myself a pass to do all this other fuck shit because one moment didn't go how I anticipated it. And that shit's, like, so viral. Like, I- I've had to be very careful with that, you know. It's like ev- you get a chance, a new chance every moment. Like, just because the last 15 minutes you didn't do shit that you said you were going to do, you still have the rest of the day. Um, and that's just, again, that internal accountability. Hmm. I think it's a cycle, too. Um I think, like, I notice, I know when it's going to lead up to me, you know, like you said, having those self-sabotage moments. Um, Sometimes I feel like it's necessary to give yourself those moments. Like, if, if, if 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 you're thinking about it and you know that you've been on your shit, and, and, and really I say this loosely because there is no – reward and giving yourself bad food, you know, but we're human. So I say, like, sometimes I allow myself to have those moments because it goes back to that, for me, that good, better, best. 
you know, and <laughs> I have to I have to stay tapped into my lower self in order for me to kind of like stay balanced, and that may be an excuse, but I noticed I noticed that the consequences may be a little bit long term. Like instead of it being a day, it might be a week or it might be two weeks. But I noticed that what started is I probably hung out a little bit. I started drinking. Oh, okay, I'm casually drinking now, so fuck it. I want to come home and let me, you know, let me have a sip of whiskey while I'm at home doing my work. I'll go get a bottle. And then I got this bottle in there, so now every day I'm coming and I'm having a drink for another week, and now my body is, like, responding to that. So now what do you, what do, you do when you drink? Like, I drink, I eat. I want to snack. I want to do all these other things. That's what led up to the cheese and the salami was the starting of the, you know, me having a little fun for the last, you know, for those two weeks or whatever. And I noticed it in everything, like the way my body felt, you know, me gaining a little bit of weight, and it wasn't a much, but it's just it's that kind of cycle. So it's like I don't know if I need to find a way to, like, nip it in the bud or do I give myself those moments. Right now I just give myself those moments. I'm just like just. Give yourself those moments. You know how you're going to feel. You deal with the consequences. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like to have some real to it, too. Like, I mean, yeah, I think, like, ascension's great, but, like, I'm not saying feed into it and let your lower vibration, like, get in the driver's seat, but I, mm-hmm. for some reason, I, I, I chase against the idea of, like, and we need to be these, you know, all the time, you know, and then like, like getting so hygienic around like every single thing and it's, it's finding that balance, right? So where is it in excess, you know, and that's, that's where we have to be, we have to know our alignment to know like, okay, when, am, all right, I'm giving myself a cookie for the day, but like, it's not throwing my alignment off. Like, but when, when does it start to throw shit off and matriculate into other areas, you know, but. I'm not really one to, I don't really buy the idea. I do see people try to sell it. Oh, well, you're going to be this, you know, and everything's going to be grand every day. And you mustn't ever have a whatever. <laughs> I don't really do that shit because I can't really, that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't, I don't sit in that properly. So, you know, I got to yeah. have some leeway, but then you also got to call yourself off to be a carousel when you're on mm-hmm. it. So it's, it's good. Do you think that it makes it worse when you? Because I know for me, it makes it worse when I buy it. Like it might be more know, expensive yeah, for me to does. just go have a, you know, and I use a, a drink. I don't, you know, whatever. I'm gonna use this as an example, but like it would be better for me to go somewhere, have a glass of wine, have a cocktail, than it would be for me to go buy it, or go somewhere and have a slice of cheesecake or whatever, than it would for me to buy a cheesecake and have it in the house. So I have yeah. to weigh those. You know, like I'm spending a little bit more money right now. Like this twelve dollars I could I'm spending on this shot. I could go spend fifteen or twenty dollars and have you know it in my house. But I don't have self control, so right. I can't go buy Oreos. I can't go buy you know the, those little the sweet stuff that you enjoy because there's no let me just have one now. Or if they do sit, then it goes to waste and you feel bad about it. So the next time if you do buy something, it's like let me eat it before it go bad. Like, it's just, I just don't buy it. You know, if I buy it, I know I'm going to eat it. I've been on both sides of that. I've had moments in my life where I thought, you know, and, and even to this day, I don't have alcohol or any sort of, any, 
unless I'm like dating somebody and they're over and we're entertaining each other with that, and like that's the yeah. thing. But like in terms of in my solitude, no, I don't keep any form of like drink. I just I know myself. I have a very high highly addictive personality. Do I think that that's all that that's really my true identity? No, my higher self is like yeah, but who gives a shit? But it's still we are in this avatar. We are in this earthly body, and we are gonna we all might have different predispositions that like help us become, you know, better in different ways. So, yeah, it's a challenge having it in the house. But I've also had not the drinking but other things that I'll try to test it out and see if I can coexist as a means of testing my willpower and not Mm -hmm. for nothing. It doesn't tend to go very well because, you know, it depends on what state I'm in. I think I've been proud where I can, you know, all right, I'm, it's like when is enough? When do you when when do you stop? Nobody's monitoring. That's why I'm go back to the point I made originally. There's no policing with that. You know, you start doing a line of coke in the middle of the conversation, somebody's gonna probably ask you some questions. When you see that the whole roll of cookies, nobody's checking for you. You know, right. and this is this That's is the true. social backdrop that we're dealing with. And this is why a lot of food issues, particularly I feel in melanated cultures, that we don't it's not addressed. I mean, it's just like, this is what we do. And nobody's asking why this aunt so-and-so got this fuck shit on her plate and probably going to lead to potentially her early death because that's not conversations that we have, you know. Yeah. But then if we, we mourn after the fact. And I feel like if we do have it, because, like, it was some point, like, you know, when when me and my sister, like, started to transition and, you know, like, talk about the food, like, I was family, like, felt like we was forcing our views on them, like, they thought we was crazy. We wasn't going around like crazy people, like, oh, y'all don't need to eat this, y'all don't need to eat that, but, like, we just, which, like, we changed, we started changing the way we eat, and it was like, oh, y'all tripping, so when they would comment on our food, well, we would be like, well, y'all eating all this crazy shit that's going to give y'all a heart attack and this, this, and that, and then they like, oh, well, y'all going around forcing y'all views on people. And we like, well, we not forcing our views on y'all. We just telling you what it is. Like, we just saying the facts about what you eating, you know? Mm-hmm. That yeah, kind of happened to my sister when I started, like, transitioning majorly. Um, she was like, I, I'm not, I'm going to keep drinking me- regular milk. I'm not going to, you know, do any healthy substitutions. I don't like coconut milk. I don't like almond milk. I'm I'm not going to do any of that. And I was like, all right. And then she started to notice the difference in my habits. She was getting sick, you know, and we have the same, essentially the same lifestyle, the same work ethic because we're partners. And so she started to notice that. I'm like, you're always sick. I'm not. Like, I'm not telling you to change your life completely, but I'm saying that, while you're at home, you should at least be eating as close to the source as possible. We gonna, I love a nice steak every now and then, and I, I like red meat. I, I like, I enjoy eating these things. But, like, I woke up today and I was like, all right, I haven't eaten red meat in a minute, but it was just like, okay, you need to get away from even the ground turkey and the chicken. Like, you probably need to cleanse. Like, my body said that to me today, and I was like, damn, but. And maybe I can have a steak before. I'm like, if you eat that steak, that's going to set you back three days. You're going to be craving this red meat, you know. So I just think that, every, like, with the whole fast, like, that's why we should, that's why it's good to fast. That's why it's good to just cleanse ourselves because, you know, it's just, it kind of gives us that balance, I think. Definitely. 
should I stop talking now because I, I resonate so much with this food. I struggle with it so much. Like even in the last last year, mainly I struggled a lot with it. The same cheese? Huh? The same cheese too? Um, cheese like cheese is always like it's so funny, like I can have food that and I won't get cheese on it, but like raw cheese, string cheese, yep. I love it, you know. And um it's funny because I can't drink milk. I really shouldn't even be eating cheese, to be quite honest, because I'm lactose intolerant. That's how bad it is. You know, so I don't buy it. I don't drink milk. I like even if I do like how can I say it? I have my weak moments. Because normally I have vegan cheese in my refrigerator. My sister hates it. She's like, I'm never eating that. And sometimes I put it on her food, she don't even notice the difference. But, you know, I I don't know. Like I guess yeah, I guess it yeah, it has been the same with the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to know the um let me see who I want. <clears throat> Does everybody have access to pen and paper? Yes. 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 Oracle 7, say yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Yep. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Oh, not yet. Hold up. Let me grab one. Just say your name. <laughs> I don't think everybody oh. said. Oh. This is not you. I'm not sure. If you got yes, pen and paper, if you have pen and paper, say your name, your spirit name. Eccentric healer. Jay Water. Creative. Most Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> One at a time. Doing it at the same time. <laughs> okay, just get a pen and paper. Use the notes in your phone or something like that. I want us to do this little uh, activity right here. Oh, healer. Okay, all healer has. Nyota. Okay. um, So, from the scale, it's going to be from zero to three. Zero is not like me at all. One is a little like me, two is somewhat like me, and three is a lot like me. It says, please be honest as you can throughout and try not to let your responses to one question influence your response to other questions. There are there are no right or wrong answers. Number one, mind you, these are these are graded by zero through three. Can you say the scale again? The zeros one, two, and three. Zero is not like me at all. One is a little like me. Two is somewhat like me, and three is a lot like me. This is super fun. Everybody got. Okay, number one, let me see how many is it total. Uh, okay, 22 questions. Okay, well, 
<clears throat> well, not questions, but, you know, little statements, and you just determine if it's you or not. I'm Number one, I'm always trying to figure myself out. I'm always trying to figure myself out. Number two, I'm concerned about my style of doing things. I'm concerned. Mhm. I'm concerned about my style of doing things. Um. Wait, hold up. I'm trying to do it too. <laughs> Wait, number one was okay. Number two got a mixed test. Okay, number three. Question. Oh no, this is number three right here. Okay, Uh, just came back. It takes me. It takes me time to get over my shyness in new situations. It takes me time to get over my shyness. In new situations, zero through three, zero through three. I didn't hear that question. It takes me time to get over my shyness in new situations. Like if you're shy, a really shy person, it takes me time to get over my shyness in new situations. Number four. I think about myself a lot. I think about myself a lot. What? Okay, I got disturbed. Damn. What was for one more time for you say five? I think about myself a lot. Okay. Number five. I care a lot about how I present myself to others. I care a lot about how I present myself to others. Number six, I often daydream about myself. I often daydream about myself. Seven. It's hard for me to work when someone is watching me. It's hard for me to work when someone is watching me. Number eight. I never take a hard look at myself. I never take a hard look at myself. Number nine, I get embarrassed very easily. I get embarrassed very easily. Uh, Number 10, I'm self-conscious about the way I look. I'm self-conscious about the way I look.
11. Uh, It's easy for me to talk to strangers. It's easy for me to talk to strangers. Number 12. I generally pay attention to my inner feelings. I generally pay attention to my inner feelings. 13. I usually worry about making a good impression. I usually worry about making a good impression. Number 14. I'm constantly thinking about my reasons for doing things. I'm constantly thinking about my reasons for doing things. And mind you guys, any of these that you, um, like, stand out to you, you can, like, put a star by it, and then I can reread it, and we can build on it or whatever. I know I'm kind of late in saying that, but (laughs) from here on. Yeah. (laughs) Fourteen. I'm constantly thinking about my reasons for doing things. So I already said that one. Um, 15. Uh, I feel nervous when I speak in front of a group. I feel nervous when I speak in front of a group. 16. Before I leave my house, I check how I look. Before I leave my house, I check how I look. 17. I sometimes step back in my mind in order to examine myself from a distance. I sometimes step back in my mind in order to examine myself from a distance. Uh, 18. I'm concerned about what other people think of me. I'm concerned about what other people think of me. 19. Um, I'm quick to notice changes in my mood. I'm quick to notice changes in my mood. Twenty. I'm usually aware of my appearance. I'm usually aware of my appearance. Twenty-one. I know the way my mind works when I work through a problem. I know the way my mind works when I work through a problem. Uh, and twenty-two is large groups make me nervous. Large groups make me nervous. Okay. From 1 through 14, I'll read them again. You got to put a star by it or something. Uh, number one is I'm always trying to figure myself out. I'm always trying to figure myself out. 
Two is I'm concerned about my style of doing things. Three is it takes me time to get over my shyness in new situations. Four, I think about myself a lot. Five, I care a lot about how I represent myself to others or present myself to others. Uh, Six, I often daydream about myself. Seven, it's hard for me to work when someone is watching me. Eight, I never take a hard look at myself. Nine, I get embarrassed very easily. Ten, I'm self-conscious about the way I look. Eleven, it's easy for me to talk to strangers. Twelve, I generally pay attention to my inner feelings. Thirteen, I usually worry about making a good impression. Fourteen, okay, yeah. So, uh, let me go down. Okay, um, for private self-conscious scale, Add up for your private self-conscious subscale some items number one, four, six, eight, twelve, fourteen, seventeen, nineteen, and twenty-one. Oh, wait, read that again. The, the first one we supposed to um, tally up, which is the numbers what? Okay, the first one. You can put it, like, in a little category, all right? Private self-consciousness. And then circle and add um, number one, four, six. Eight, twelve, fourteen, seventeen, nineteen, and twenty-one. So add those up, and that will be your um, private self-consciousness. Wait, can you uh, say what you want to do that right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wait, which ones are we adding up again? It, let me go back. Um, one, four, six, eight, twelve, fourteen, seventeen, nineteen, and twenty-one. A whole number. And then for public, for public self-consciousness subscale is two, two, five, ten, thirteen, sixteen, eighteen. And twenty. 
You said just two and five or two through five? Two, five, ten, thirteen, sixteen, eighteen and twenty. Okay. Everybody got it? And then your social anxiety says scale. Is three, uh oh, my computer, three, seven, nine, eleven, fifteen, I got my numbers. And then eight and eleven. Eight and eleven represent reverse. Oh. Wait, wait. Was the third one the social anxiety? Was there a ten in there? A 10. There was no 10. We're not using the number. No, no, the third one, no, it was just 11, 9, 7, 3, 15, and 22. What was was included in in social anxiety? Which number? It was 3, 7, 9, 11, 15, and 22. Okay. Was was ten in was ten in public? That was the secondary section, right? Ten was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mhm. And then what I was the thought, last? Yeah. The reverse for eight, eight and eleven. I thought eleven. I think they mean, yeah, I think that it means... They're both already used. Oh, okay, you can still, they can still be in both. Okay, all right. But from what I'm looking at, I don't see how, because number eight, it's saying that eight and 11 are reversal, meaning that I think the number for eight should be low, but the number for 11 should be kind of up there. Number for eight should be mine. Were mine were my number from eight was zero, and my other one is two from eleven. Yeah, two. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Mine's eight was zero. Yeah. 
Right. What was the question was, for 11? Because mine was three. Oh, uh, shit. You must be friendly. Mine hey. was three. Also. Oh, yeah, I talked <laughs> to everybody. Well, I'm a two. For 11, what, 11? <laughs> What's the 11 question? What's the statement I mean? What's that statement again? 11 is, it's easy for me to talk to strangers. Uh, I was three. <laughs> and what was eight? What was the question for eight? And eight is I never take a hard look at myself. For number, I mean, for the private, let me go back up. For the private, um, it's out of 
What your your eight and eleven? Yes. Mm. What was the eight and eleven again? The eight <laughs> was. Uh, I rarely Stop. take a look at myself. Something like that. Let me go back. Oh, take a look at yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. A hard look at yourself. Wait. Eight was how often do you take a hard look at yourself? Mm-hmm. You sure? Oh. <laughs> I, I never. Yeah. But it's, hold on, hold on, not hold on. How often, not how often, it's I never take a hard look at myself. Oh, okay. I never take a hard I look at myself. I put a little bit because well, for the most part I do, but a little bit I don't. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I do so <laughs> That's real. I put, yeah, I put a little like me. You like I put a little bit. <laughs> I'm still laughing off the sister that said I don't know uh, who said it, but it was funny. She's like, yeah, I took a little bit of weed or a lot of it. <laughs> that was me. That was me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a little, a lot. I was trying to sugar count it. I was like, nah, let me just keep it one hundred. <laughs> What was eleven? Huh? What was the question for eleven? It was <laughs> um, eleven. It's easy for me to talk to strangers. Mm. Oh yeah, that's three. That's a three for me. I'm a nurse. So Everybody should be a three because we on the phone with each other. Right, <laughs> right. But a lot of people, it took them a while before they start speaking. That's a lot of true. people, you know, they sit back and they don't. Me, I'm always talking. I'm always, I want to, I love meeting new people. Do you, okay, I got a question off of that. Because I've read different things around, like, when you're around a lot of people, do you feel like you get energy, or do you, and then when you leave from then you feel energized, or do you feel depleted? Because I'd be walking away feeling sometimes. I mean, with these calls are very different for me. Like I tend to walk away feeling like I got some jewels and we had a good exchange. But sometimes, like my social interactions is, I mean, mainly because I'm empathic. But I just wonder, like, what it, what is it like to be energized by just encounters with people that people meet? Anybody on the line got that experience? When I'm at work, I'd be depleted. I'm meeting all these new patients and their family members and all that. Like, it drives you nuts. At the end of the day, you do feel depleted. But I guess it depends on what setting you're in. Like like you said, this one right here, if you keep good, positive people around you, you know, you should, it should be an exchange of energy. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be, even if it's 50 or just one, you know, the settings and who you surround yourself with. I'm usually a loner. The people I surround myself with is people that energize me and that lift me up. And, you know, even the Instagram people I associate with, they're people that I can learn from and build with. So, Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel that. I think, like, so that, I mean, that definitely helps. I think even people that I like, I have. I just gotta go after a minute, though. Like I really be needing to go, yeah. and I you can start with me. <laughs> I be looking at them, and they study be talking, and in my head, I'm like, okay, how do I get out of here? You know, and it's like it's. Just, 
I mean, you just need your time, and that's where I've had to learn. Like, I need my time when I need my time, and that's okay. That is. We are just. I like to be around people, but at the same time, I'm a loner. I'll be at home a lot by myself. So you got, it's always got to be valid. Same here. I call myself a socially antisocial person. Nice. So, but I'm also right. so like like you said because I'm empathic. Like it, it could be a good situation, but if I'm not for real, like tapped in, I'll leave drained, and it could be a really good situation. Like I'll just be drained, and like you said. I just need my time. I just need to go regroup. I need this energy to kind of like, you know, balance itself out because it could be too much for me. And so, like, I'm I'm in group settings a lot, and I like I need that time. I I love being in those settings a lot, but afterwards, I really don't want to talk to nobody. Um, and then it's like that with events, too. Like, when events come up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to this event. I'm excited. Bam. And then the day comes, and I'm like, I really just don't want to go. I really just want to stay at home and read a book, you know. So I think most situations drain me, whether they be good or bad, if I'm not really tapped in. If it's bad, it really drains me. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know. Like, it's so weird for me. I'm still learning, like, that part of me, like, how to, like, not allow everybody to, like, tap in. Like, I feel like I'm being zapped. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, when I'm in group settings, like, every person is zapping me. And I can damn near tell you, like, what is going on in their spirit. Or if I walk into a room with a group of people, I can almost tell you, like, what was discussed almost. Based off the energy that I feel, and it's sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's just really too much for me. What's your moon sign? My moon sign is Taurus. I think my sun sign is Scorpio. Oh, okay. Because you said you were a Taurus. I knew you had to have water tucked in there somewhere. All right. Yeah. Okay. What I'm curious. What other ones did y'all star off of here? Because she said, like, we could star some of them. Figure out myself. Figure myself out around the very first one. Mm. Yeah, I started that one, too, actually. I started that one. I started five. I don't know what five. No. I started one and four. I think about myself a lot. Right, finish eating so you can go upstairs and get in the bed. Sorry, I ain't no school tomorrow. He think it's Saturday. <laughs> okay, I, I usually push mute before I yell at my kids. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> this is kind of after hours now. Yeah, I know how we get sometimes after hours. But I just have... Listen, you just right. brought a smile to my face. <laughs> What is, how am I even trying to work this question? Okay, well, the question is about masturbation, but I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask this question. Is it like for you guys to really get into 
do it? Is it like a, well, of course, I'm sure it's a mind over matter thing, but, um, like, is it, have it ever been, like, are taken extremely long? Like, I don't know if anybody even does that, but this is a question that I was asked, and I just kind of didn't really know what to tell her. <laughs> but um, cause she was trying to figure out, like, if her is her mind um, not really into it? Like, what is causing her to not be able to do it? And I really didn't want to just say, well, because your finger is just not as big as a dick. Like, I really didn't want to resort to that. But um, because I know some women do, you know, climax or whatever, you know, by themselves, no dildo, just their fingers or whatever. So, um she was trying to think about, like, how, like, is it her? Is it something she's not doing right or something? And I really didn't know because I'm not really, like, a masturbator. <laughs> so I really couldn't, like, uh, answer. But if one of you guys are and you can, like, maybe share some light with us on what is the situation <laughs> now? Yourself doing it like <laughs> well, whoever answered got to be a masturbator. I'm not a masturbator, well, but if you are, <laughs> raise both hands. No, because ain't nothing wrong with it. But I'm just saying, like I'm sure some women out there who can get the job done quick. Like for me personally, I have tried it, but it was just like, okay, girl. You know, but wait, I is it I is it because you have another alternative? No, not an alternative. Like just your hands. Like what is there? Like any tricks or tips that? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. That sure is. No, yeah, it is. sure is. You. <laughs> Damn right. You said you can't get there. <laughs> you said you can get there. Is that because like you have your husband? Do you think that that's why, well, like, no. you know, like, if you want to kiss some? Like, can, I, 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 can, I can masturbate, but it would take me a long time to kind Maybe it is because I'm used to getting dick. Like, I don't know. I think all women different, though. Like, we all got different things that turn us on. I think you just got to find... Right. what you like and learn because mm-hmm. I think it's very important for a woman to know how to please herself. You know, I think right. that is learn her body. And that way you can teach your man and, you know, show your man how to do things that you like. Like, but it's very important for you to just, ex- or tell her to just experiment with herself and just try different things with herself and see what it is she likes. And some women are more clit stimulation. Some women, some women are more, you know, they'd rather have something inserted inside of them. So, you know, and some women, like, I know I have one girlfriend who was saying that the only way she can really have an orgasm is when she's having sex and on top. And I know others, like, who can only have an orgasm when they're playing with themselves. Even if they're having sex, they have to be playing with themselves at the same time as he is having sex with them. So right, you got to learn yeah. yourself. Get All vibrators. Right. That's what I definitely have to know your body. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about, like to um, you know, get, get in tune with yourself and be comfortable with yourself. But as far as like, cause she was just pretty much trying to know 
the the way I'm pretty much doing like coming quick, coming quickly. Tell her to go get one of those. Eggs. I don't come quick when I do it. Tell her to go so get an egg. An egg. Yeah. Oh, yoni egg. The bullet. No, the bullet. Oh, oh yeah. What's the yoni egg gonna do? No, that was, I was, when say, I was what's in the high school. <laughs> when I was in high school, we went to Spencer's. I don't know if y'all know that store. She was just throwing them all car Spencer's, and they had them. And I was a teenager, and me and my girlfriend, we went and got one. And, um, like, we didn't use it together. Like, she had her own. I had my own. And so it's like, even at a very young age, like, you know, just even with the bath water, you know, laying under it, like, it's a lot of different ways to make yourself... <laughs> Yeah, no, you did that, like, lay, oh yes, you lay oh, yes. on your back and let the water Pillows. fall on you. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, like so. Even as a young girl, I've I've always know how to please myself. So, I guess like even yeah. though, like I, my problem is opposite. Like a penis don't make me come. It's always. I mean, if I love them and we're having sex, it's good. But it's it's. The clip simulation of what I do to make me come. Um, I think I'll it's this too. It's very like because if she's like doing it and she's sitting back, like you know, exploring herself, because that's essentially what she should be doing is like exploring herself, right? Um, but if she's doing it and she's like, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I doing this? Why don't I just go get a man? It's going to throw her off. Woman throw off. You know what I'm saying? That's going to completely throw her off. So she really has yeah. to be in a space where she's comfortable, where she can kind of, like, explore her mind. Even in your mind, like, I don't necessarily have to use pornos to get there. Me neither. Um, Me neither. You know, but I, when my mind is off, <laughs> My mind is going to be a little harder. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a highly sexual person, so I can just, yes. like, I can feel myself and be aroused, like, you know, I'm right. like, you better get in on all this sexiness, you know? <laughs> but yes. she has to be in that, whether it's in her bed or in the bath or whatever her secret place is, she has to just really be there and know that it's okay for her to, like, explore herself in that way, and it's not ridiculous, and we should be the first she one to make ourselves sexy. climate. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Maybe she she has to find herself sexy. She has to be into herself. Maybe she, she can do phone sex. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's she, might, she might even go the extra mile and put on some sexy shit and, de- and put, you know yes. what I'm saying, like, set the mood for herself. Yeah, right. that's, that's, that's she, her. I asked her to join the group. I told her. She need a mirror. <laughs> For real. She need a mirror, and she needs to look at herself in the mirror, play with herself, and she just needs to learn her body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I, you know, also I don't like to I don't like to penetrate myself. Like yeah, whether it's dildo, a thing, or whatever. Like I don't. That throws me off. Even though, like, it mm-hmm. maybe sometimes it's like, well, I need a little bit of, like, penetration, but it just, it just don't do it for me. <laughs> I need to have a real thing. That's what she said, right. That's what she said. I said, well, and that could I don't because like, I know fingers are smaller. I can't just tell you, like, well, you got to, you got to, you got to be able to use your own finger. You got to be able to become one with it. 
Because I was right. telling her, like, I totally understand, like, a finger is not the same width or none of that, you know? Or it's not the same to have an orgasm or to climb it. Have a basic note. What's she trying to have, an orgasm or a basic note? <laughs> I mean, exactly. When some women squirt and some women don't, because I know I squirt and have a basic note. I don't know how everybody else does. <laughs> I do both. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that just yo, happened to me. Yo, so, man, it's so crazy. Wait, where? I'm, wait, y'all, I'm back. What's happening? That just happened to me for the first time, y'all. <laughs> That's common. Uh, it's squirting. Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> no, it's squirting. No, I just left for one second. Well, you I just want to I know if it's common. It's common for me. This is sacred joy. What you said? Um, How many women are here to squirt? It just happened to me for the first time. I do. I you do, do what? I do the basic nut, like, and then I do the squirting nut. <laughs> <laughs> um, the basic nut. Yo, like, yo. <laughs> Yeah, I call it the basic. I call it the basic. And then you have the orgasm with the squirting. Yeah, I do too. I do both. Yo, I've never. I only heard count that one though. Basically, you said what? I've never heard. I do. Phrase. I do also. Oh yeah, because there's two different kind of nuts. There's the clitoris, and then there's the internal. So it's a couple of different kinds actually. Because there's the clitoral. There's the internal. Okay, well, which one is Huh? The basic nut, so the basic nut is from the penetration. The squirter will be like clitoral. No, the basic nut is the clitoral. Really? The penetration, yeah. the G spot, all of that. The G spot is all the squirting and everything. Yeah. yeah that's that. That's that one that make you squirt. That's and that then you one. Got the body, <laughs> your whole body is like involved in this experiment. Yeah, that's the only one I know. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't count the, the what she call it, a regular or the basic. The basic. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't count that. You can do both. I don't count that. If, I can do I've both. I don't count the basic nuts. Yeah, that's I just mean, like I what. I count the squirt nip. A motherfucker can make me squirt. Oh, you the one. Yeah, I've never had that happen. I've never had that happen. Yeah, I've never had that happen. Yeah, I've never had that happen. Yeah, I've never had that happen. You said if he can make squirt, he the one. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like if I can find somebody that will ever be able to do that, that would be like because I've never, out of all my thirty-three years of living, never had somebody else like make me feel how I can make myself feel ever. What? But you yeah. And that's I've never had um, what would you say, orgasm from sex ever. Wait, who? Unless who? I make myself. What? Wait, what? Really? Like, yeah, like, I have to be, like, either. You have to play with yourself to make yourself strong. Yeah. Well, yeah. A dude never made you strong. Have you? you have have so do, they, do they happen toys simultaneously? Huh? Did you ever use what? toys? I don't like the, um, yeah, yeah, the vibrator, but I don't like anything going inside me unless it's, like, a man, you know, but. Yo. So, like, if, like, now. If um like if I'm having sex or something, I know how to use my vibrator at the same time, and that's like the best thing in the world. But see, that could be what it is because I was reading a study that said like women who use vibrators a lot 
it gets it can get to that point when you are with a man. Like you're using the vibrator alone so much that when you are with the man, you're um you need it. Like you need that stimulation or is just But that's not... still been all my life. Yeah, maybe because when I was younger, I told you I went to the mom. Me and my we were teenagers, so that's. I mean, <laughs> once I had that, it's like. I mean, and yeah. then I still have I still you know have what? differences on how I feel, anyways, about men. So maybe that's why too. So. Mm-hmm. I had like a, a similar lot. a similar experience with those vibrators. Like I started pretty early too. I would say like I don't know before ten. So I used to be <laughs> right. I, I, I didn't buy a vibrator. I bought. I used my mom's back massager, and I would break the hell out of her. What? Yeah. I used her back massager. Yeah. And I would put it on it. And I would put it on it. Yeah. And that desensitized me. I actually I don't use anything but my hands now, and I have a great yeah. myself. And I have great <laughs> orgasms because I was able to reclaim like my sensitivity because like I would have yeah, but I can do it. Doing... Yeah, but I can do it like that too. It's it's but it's it's got to be me, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like even if you're involved, I still don't nobody know. Like because sometimes it makes you be too rough. You're moving too fast. You just like stay on. The they just gotta like, learn your body. They gotta yeah, learn but your that's body. why now. That's why now they'd be like, let's go get my little brother. Which is my toy, and, and while you're doing that, I'll have it on there, and <laughs> you know, like whatever. When, when you have both of them, like one of them in that, best thing in the world. Hmm. So I'm gonna make them gay a little bit too. So. Hmm. That's interesting, because I know like a lot of guys that jack off a lot. They finally get with the woman. They shit just can't stay hard. Like that's because you just used to playing with yourself. I don't know. But what do you guys think about polyandry? Poly who? Polyandry. A woman with more than one man. Multiple husbands. Mhm. I, I think know. it's for individual. I think it's individual. Like I'm sort of like that now, but I just don't sleep with all of them. But I got like four or five boyfriends. They all got their own different purpose. I mean, no, it's just single. <laughs> they, that, that is not the same. Yeah, I mean, they all know but, each other. But I think it's all individual. <laughs> like I think it's individual. Like. I mean, men, they run on the ego. I don't think men can really handle it as much as the women can. What do you like mean? Like, nine times out of ten. Like, like they, like nine times out of ten, if a man know you're sleeping with somebody else or you cheated on them with somebody else, it's like their ego won't let them accept it or accept being the other man. Or unless they just know they fucking you and you got a, a man or something, and it's just keep with them. But seriously, this is my woman. I could just see their ego just being like all over it and them not being able to handle the fact that she has more than one husband. You're not the only man in her life. They like territory. They be want to fight and shit. Like, I mean, women do too, but I think we kind of, women is more likely to fall in love with another woman's husband than a man. Like, he'll just fuck her or whatever, but he's not really about to. I mean, you have those individuals. 
But you got some men that's in polyandrous relationships, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but a lot of times they don't know it. No, I'm talking about the ones that know. Who? Like, they don't I know, know this bitch got another man. Like yes, a dude knowing that his girl got another like man. Mm-hmm, there are situations like that. And what is he yeah. got man out there just like that? Is he, is he doing anything or is he just, he's just maintaining, is she his only focus or is he also doing something else for his time? Uh, What, the couple? Yeah. Like, family? Yeah. No, they are a family. Like, they got kids and some other shit. The girl got multiple husbands? She got two. It's two husbands. And it's crazy because both of them motherfuckers kind of look alike. And are they, is they are faithful to her? Do they get to sleep with other women? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. No. Get, oh, oh well, I don't stuff. know, but from, I never asked them all that, but from the looks of it, it kind of, it don't seem like it. It seems like they faithful to her ass. Like they be on they J-O-B. <laughs> that might be how it should be. I mean, she's just as that as and they got three kids, and you know I was asking all about that. Like, so how do you guys go about knowing which baby is like who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was I was all in it. They was like, girl, they have this crazy ass, crazy little theory. Like, well, you know, we we both come in there, and it's kind of just like we're all a family, so it's like. You know, whichever one. If she I wouldn't respect like, them. Like, they love her. Is. <laughs> I wouldn't respect them. I was like, wow, and they look alike. Yeah, I want them. So is she in control of everything? Well, you, can you bring, like, that would be dope if you could, like, bring guests, all these interesting people that you know, like, to talk about this. Mm. I know, right? I would love to hear her. I mean, I'm completely against it. Let's just be clear. I don't, I, I couldn't see it because I'm, I'm very territorial and some other shit. So, so you believe in polygamy. <laughs> I want one person. Now, do I want to play in between? I say no, but then I kind of think about it sometimes. I've never been in that situation. But I like to hear other people's perspectives and, like, their lifestyle. Like, it's interesting to me because it it would just do something to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. But I want to hear. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be all in the business. I just want to know, like, you know, you don't run into this every day. <laughs> no, you don't. I want to hear. <laughs> or how you maintain something like that. Like, I feel like a lot of, I mean, I've had interesting, like, curiosities and I've had to try to there's a lot of judgment with regard to I feel sometimes even internally of like exploring alternative I mean I'm already alternative but then alternative of the alternative and so it's like sometimes I don't know if it's like the the the, the scared part of me that wants or like the greedy part of me that sometimes like if I'm if I'm in a relationship if my partner's really not doing what they need to do then I'm like I mean, some of it's attention-seeking where I'll go do a little fuck shit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a cheater, but I'll just, like, want to have you see me, see somebody else see me attractive or just, like, these little games that I play or whatever. Whenever I mean, I haven't been in a relationship in a minute, but when I was, 
I found myself doing shit like that. And I also just generally found myself being like, why can't I have a little somebody to hang out with and you can't? And just how fucked up, like, just how fucked up I feel like I don't know if that is fucked up for me to not want it to be equal because most people that I talk to, and I don't know what the situation you're talking about right now, but, like, when people are in, like, open relationships or whatever where, I mean, I'm territorial as fuck, too, so I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. You talk to some people and they say that's a no-no, and then some people say, like, no, yeah, it's fine that I have a side partner and my partner does it. Like, I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm supposed to work on why I think that <clears throat> is ever appealing. I mean, I don't always think it's appealing, but you know how you get those little tugs like, randomly sometimes where who's the, there's no authorizing authority to, like, you know what I mean? Like, say what's right, what's wrong. Like, there is none of that. It's all about how you feel about it. And, yeah, I don't know. Just trying to explore some I of want stuff a polygamous like relationship, but not with two men. Yeah. Would you interact with the girl or would you not interact with yeah, her? Yeah, like, I would. I would, and I, I would, um, I think our relationship should be open and not necessarily to have sex with other people because it's like I think everybody should give each other the right to be free. So even though me and let's say me and um, you are together and you have the urge to want to be with somebody else, I should love you enough to want you to be free and explore your life and be happy. And if you don't, then that's cool. We, we're we're together. We're, we agree to be, you know, monogamous with each other. But if, if, if one of us ever wanted to even just have a conversation or a friendship with somebody else, I feel like everybody should love each other enough to just let everybody be free and open. And that's that's you know, what I feel like real love is understanding and freedom to be. You know, I a part of me really does want to like like this is where I get it's a dualistic feeling because I I agree with what you're saying. Like I feel like there is some like trapping concept around like sustaining a relationship sometimes, particularly when you can feel your partner wanting to go another direction and you feel yourself kind of interceding and trying to curtail them and shit like that. Like I. I, my higher self is very aware that, like, that can't be what it is. Like, this person should be free. But then having those very primal, my turf, your turf, this is mine, you know, kind of stuff and triggers, shit can get real. And then also, like, you talk to, like, okay, like, there's several, like, fast energy. Like, just, just going into, like, your astrology at makeup. Like, a lot of sad people that I know in particular are pretty good about having a level of detachment that certain people like me as a water sign, it's a struggle. So it's mm. just, it's the balance between like knowing yourself, but then also like, I don't know. I mean, it, it comes at a cost too. Like that freedom also comes at a cost. They have to communicate, like talk about a regular basic ass relationship needing communication. Those type of relationships need even more. And everybody always says like, what's the key to keeping this up? And they say communication. That sounds really simple, but I'm sure they have to have a lot of difficult dialogues about, like, like there's no way I can imagine my partner, which I don't have one right now, but if I did, going out and I'm being like, oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going with so-and-so. Like, I will be so triggered, but then it's like, is that my issue? Is that is just all That's my issue? your issue. Yeah, That's I mean, your issue because you should have enough, you know, trust in yourself and, and enough, if it's real love that you feel for this person, you know that you're allowing this person to live their life. 
and you will have a better knowledge of how they feel about you when they actually come back. Or if you give them the freedom to go out on a date or whatever they're going to do, and they actually don't do the things that you're really afraid of. Right. Know? I get yeah. that. I See, this, this, these type of conversations bring up so much in me because you have to face your insecurities. You also mm-hmm. have to face, like what you said, your level of ego when it comes to your attachment and your, you know, like your handle with other people. And I agree with you when you say, like, we should be free. We should be able to be free and go out and explore because how do we learn, you know, unless it's from another person? So I get that. But then there's that side of like, okay, cool, all right, you want to go out, you want to hang out, you got a group of girlfriends, I'm not available. So is this a situation where it's like I'm not, I can't go? Or you, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it becomes a thin line, and then it's like making sure that your mm. partner is not neglected. And then on top of that, there's so much to explore within a person. So why would you want to take that energy somewhere else why can't we do this together sure, why can't, if you want to have female to friends why can't we have female friends to get like if it's because that I don't, like, I don't want my boyfriend to know about my other boyfriend like it's something that I get from you could you hear me now yeah I can hear you. yeah like I would want like I now even though I'm single and I'm, I'm, I don't have to be with, like, I don't have no love or anything on my life right now because I'm single. But I'm still on the nobody checking because it's, like, that's a lot, a lot of times it's not their business. And I feel like, let me, I just want to live my life to be free. Like, if I want to share something with you or I want to introduce you to one of my friends, cool, but it shouldn't be forced. And because it's, like, and why do, like, it, you shouldn't have to feel like you're, um, um, your partner either because it's like as your partner should be like okay this person is like they not spending time for me so now you got to be like I love myself enough to go into what makes me happy this what makes me happy and it doesn't involve me I can't force them to do it but isn't that what the, the like point of do. being in a relationship though because you want to no, share I mean, your life with somebody but else that's but that you can share your life without having a list of thoughts. You don't have to be no title or nothing. And you still look at it, you're sharing with somebody. But when, once you put labels on it, and you feel like, now, okay, we're married. Now we get to look at what these laws is that people feel that you got to follow when you're married. So now I can't, you know, do nothing. Or I can't have a, a friend of opposite sex because I'm married. Like, who looks like prison? We're, we're, our birthright is to be free. And if somebody really genuinely loves you, they're going to be, they're going to love you and allow that freedom. And if I both still want to do things together and all of that, then that's just an authentic relationship. You don't have to say it. It's just going to happen. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a struggle. I mean, really and truly, I, I don't doubt what you're saying because, I mean, a part of me feels that way. A part of me feels like it shouldn't have to – because I know when I've stepped in and tried to, like – because I, too, tend to be the partner that is like, hey, you know, I'll make these things work. Or, like, I, I was saying one chick that, like, she straight up wants to, like, have her girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend come over, and, and, they, and I'm like, well, I'm coming. 
it was like it didn't even cross my mind. I was so busy trying to be it it was a lot of fear around that. Um yeah, it was I Do you really like being around those girls that What's she was supposed to go be with? Do you really like being around those girls that she was I didn't with? know this girl. I see this wasn't That's about what, what I so liked. Like, I would be like your reason is I was like your reason for when I come is like not on a real reason. Right. Yeah. So you need to go handle that. And I'm not understanding if that was me. I'm not trying to say that to you now. Yeah, I think your phone's breaking up, sis. Yeah, her phone is breaking up. I got a T-Mobile, y'all. Oh. I mean, when I get my text, I'm going to get AT&T. I'm joking. (laughs) I I, I would love to feel that way. I would love to really be able to just, I, I mean, I, I, you, I can't, I can't act like there's not insecurity there or fear or what if I'm not enough or what if they go on that ride and they don't come back and fear of abandonment. I mean, I can't even bullshit myself and say that that's not up under that, you know. And it's, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's definitely a thing. And I feel like some of us have it a little bit easier. Like we all have our different areas where we have harder placements or whatever. And I feel like this is. Some of us, man, it's just like pulling teeth to even think about, like, yeah, like I be wanting all the receipts. I I be definitely on the press you side. Crazy. Um, for That's real. Crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, I cannot I, be. Like I don't like them when I think somebody. I don't like them checking where I'm at or none of that. Like I love a secure male. I just want him to. Like, even if I say stuff to try to make them jealous or whatever or try to question, I love when they just, like, I know you ain't going nowhere. And that's because oh, they know they're on their game. Oh, you off by that. No. See, this oh, I love I, this, that. I did this shit with an ex, yo. Like, this was, yo, I straight, like, she did this shit too. This was a lawyer chick and, like, really in her studies and shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go do this thing. And she was so fucking secure that irritated the fuck out of me. I'm just being completely transparent. I don't give a shit who cares, who thinks right. like whatever. I, like I'm just being honest. Like that's my. Is this what's date? <laughs> yeah. <Is this> date? <laughs> I'm saying though, I was irritated as fuck. Like, why aren't you mad? Like, I need you to be mad. Like, I, I think it's. I find it actually a little bit kinky when like a partner is like a little bit jealous. A little like, jealous. I mean, a I, that's, I, that's, yeah, I think that's healthy. Yeah. Just saying. But see, I think that's healthy. It, but not no man. I like, like, it, I don't, uh-uh. You're supposed to be busy working on something. You're supposed to be in other place. My little, I don't know. I think it's, it's a good. sense of freedom. Like, there is a sense of, like, freedom, I think, when you can get to a point where, you're like, I don't even, you don't even have to tell me. Like, you're grown. Live your life. I, I, I love and appreciate the time that we spend together. You know, and I want to hold on to this as much as possible. But then there's that level of intent. Let me just talk mm. about intent for a minute. You know what I'm saying? When somebody is intentionally in your life and they make, they foresee being with you, it's a level of um, accountability that they have. And I don't know if this falls under ego and pride or all of that, but I want that. Like, no, I don't want a man I got a question and, you know, fine. But I want someone that's like, this is where I want to be. I'm not worried about nothing. I don't need to have that. 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and that makes me want to be like, go have fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, not go sleep with other women and lose your mind, but it's like I don't need to have ties on him because he has intentions for me. And I think a person that's just kind of like going with the flow, like, yeah, that's cool, the sun, moon, stars, we all believe in that, but don't let that be an outlet. Don't let that be a reason for you to be a fuck boy or a fuck girl because you want to be out here doing whatever you want to do. Like I have a, I, I just, I have so many mixed feelings about that. Hmm. Can I ask y'all a question? What do y'all feel yeah. about mistresses? About what mistresses? <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> I said, what y'all feel about mistresses? My son said they lit. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> what? I said, what y'all feel about mistresses? My, my son walked past the room like they lit. Like husband, As long as they can play their role, he said. Okay, well, what do y'all think about side why? pieces or mistresses? It ain't no mm. secrets, man. If you going to either have a front piece or it ain't no nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I don't want either. I don't want either. But uh, wait, what you say? A fun piece? <laughs> a front? I was being sarcastic. A front? Either we all gonna mm. know about it, or it ain't gonna happen. But yeah, I don't, I don't want. A lot of times, the a lot of times, a lot of times the wives don't know because they are like, um, what's my sister name that was just talking? Damn, how I forget her name? Like Jade. That's why a lot of wives it's like I love Jade Waters. She's my wife, but this motherfucker can't handle this shit. And I love you, too. So I, we going to keep Jade on the secret to protect her feelings because she's not, she's not, she don't get it. But I love both of y'all. And as a man, I'm going to do what I got to do and, and provide and protect for both of y'all and and shit. You know everything because you're cool. You're my best friend. You you get it. But, you know, my baby Jade over here, she just can't handle it. So we going to. I sure fucking can't. And I better not be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far from best friend, my nigga. Like, let me find out. Yeah, like, you Jay, my baby, you but you, my best friend. Your little PP are going to be shot, silly. If I find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, would you that. rather he just, would you rather he just, would you rather he just, like, yo, I'm in love with you and I'm in love with another woman. I know that you can't handle it, so I'm going to give you an option right now. Do you want to stay or your girl? She gave you the option. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? Like, what if one of your girlfriends, you dating a woman who's had a baby already, right? And she chooses to go back with her child's father because she want she want her child to grow up in that home with a father and a mother. But she might be in love with you. And she's like, could you deal with it? I want both of y'all. It's like, you got the option now. Either you, you stay or you leave. But don't stay and nag me all the fucking time about it. It's like you, you know, you you walk away or either accept it. Yeah. Let me connect. Most something. of the times, the wife's gonna stay and just keep nagging it, nagging them until just pushing them away. Anyways, if he if they find out what, I have a personal theory on this, right? And I need to ask this question because this has come up on some other social media, you know, Facebook with like friends and family and stuff like that, like. And this is what I believe, and excuse me if I'm being completely judgmental. I don't know a person, and I think I said this on a call before, that desires that 
type of relationship that came from a healthy background. And that's my conflict with it. Because it's like, okay, yeah, in, in theory, it sounds great. Like, you know, kumbaya, free, you know, free spirit, handle your business, whatever. But then it's like, but what place is this really coming from? Is this coming from a level of fear, a fear of loss or fear of being hurt? Like, what? looking it's real what? deep, it's is what? it pride? Well, what comes from that? The wanting to be with multiple people. The 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 feeling like the feeling like it's okay, or you know, oh, for the husband, it is okay. Are you talking about for the husband who has the wife and the side chick? I say both for both. Both the woman who got two boyfriends, the, the woman who got two boyfriends, the, the you know the man who got two girlfriends, the cheater, all different. of it. For me, it all factors in because I get it. But what I'm what I'm asking is. Who do you know that say, you know what, my background was Peachy King. My, I had a great childhood. I didn't see X, Y, and Z, whatever, you know, and this is just what I choose. I could, I could probably have it more of it, accept it a little bit more if I heard that story. No, I've never heard that story. have heard lies, but they learn how to deal with shit because they have heard lies. Most people will be the ones who got that perfect foundation. It'd be the strong ones that have been through hell and only have one parent or no parents or, you know, some be the ones who, the ones who actually know themselves and learn from their shit. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't I think your that. background. I get that. No, I get that part in terms of just being a, a human being, but I'm, I'm asking about the relationship aspect of it, the relationship dynamic. Those that desire right. those type of relationships, do they come from healthy backgrounds? It's considered a healthy background because every situation is healthy if you learn from it. But what's a healthy no. background? You think about it, the not standard American or not every if you learn from it, it is. If you learn from it, it is. Yeah, but that that happens after. Yeah, but it's what still a healthy after situation. Huh? What about the things that come along the way? Like, for example, a lot of people will say, just to touch light a little bit on this, like the gay thing, a lot of people will say, oh, don't let that little baby boy play with a dog because he might turn out gay or whatever. And then you got some little boys who never played with dolls and still somewhere along the way it happens. So with the with what you're saying, what if it's just something that happened along the way? It could be that they were, you know, grew up in healthy relationships, but they experienced something to where they feel like, I don't know, like maybe they just want to. Maybe they feel like the way that they saw their two parents do things wasn't what they really wanted. It wasn't, uh, you know, good and happened like it's, you know, thought of to be. They could have noticed something along the way like, nah, this ain't cool. This ain't what I want. You know, it could be any little thing. I wouldn't necessarily say that the background, I mean, I guess it does. That's what I mean by the background. That's what I mean by background because essentially, you know, when we see our parents or our guardians, whoever raises their relationships, that kind of affects how we view our relationships. 
still have two same parents with multiple children, they all have different outlooks on life. They all have different experiences with those same two parents. So you can't really say if what, what someone from the outside looks at as a healthy foundation, two parents, a good loving home and all that stuff because some people hate too much love. They just don't like to be all that affection and shit where somebody else would be like, damn, I wish my mother would hug and kiss me sometimes and want to walk with me in the mall. You know, but those who got those parents hate to say parents always bugging them. I don't think, I, mean, I guess, I guess I what I'm saying it. is I haven't heard that story. I know people yeah, that are in polyamorous relationships that are that say that they're happy. I don't know any that last. I don't know any that are lifelong. I don't know any that are stable. And I don't know any that say this just happened. Mm. So that's you saying you don't know anybody. You don't know that's anybody that's like in in um, multiple relationships that had a good foundation. Is what you're saying. They may be okay now, like, you know, they may be happy, healthy adults, you know, on whatever level. But what I'm saying is growing up, their experiences with their parents are in life, abuse in some cases. Um, I'm so confused on on the question. I have those. You know, and and that's oh, why I'm okay. I'm being judgmental like, because those are the people that I've experienced, and so that's why I'm like, okay, tell me another story. Does somebody else out there have another story that say, well, you know what, I got actually a friend that, you know, this is, you know, their situation, or this is what I I've experienced. Me. I huh? say me. I don't think I had a bad childhood growing up. I like I never been raped. I never or nothing like that, and I just like someone I you breaking it? Uh-huh. Did you hear me now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying it's not, I, I don't think I've had a bad life growing up. I've never been raped, never been touched. I'm very outspoken. So if any man ever tried to touch me or hit me, I'm telling. So I'm not, like, I'll, I've never been fearful or none of that shit. And I, I was a dancer. Um, I, a mistress. I've been, um, like and I like I I don't know I don't like being tied down unless I really, really like you and yeah see my stepdad he just passed away a couple of years ago he wasn't my father but he was my father since I was two years old that's who I knew was my dad but at the same time my father my father was you know he 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 got money and he had a bunch of women but my mother was the only woman he you know. Like she was the one, the only one he had children with. The other women, he 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 was the man. Like at his funeral, my mother and the 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 one who was the mistress who became the main one when him and my mother broke up, and then my mom became the mistress. It's weird as fuck. But they these two women walked behind his casket, and I was like, that's some real ass shit because they all at that point they had understanding. I know that y'all both, we both were with this man. I know that he loved both of us. You know he is. He he was a man. I just I don't know. I feel like freedom is just. I don't think it has nothing to do with your childhood because a lot of the stuff that that happened with my mom and dad, I didn't even know this shit growing up. You know, you don't really know your mother. Don't really tell you all the time your dad cheating and shit. You don't see that. So my mother kept all that from me until I got older. Now I'm I know what's going on. So I can't say that that affected me and made me the way I am. 
I'm just seductive as, as hell. Like I told y'all before, I, I've been playing with toys and all that since I was young. So I'm just a sexual person. That's just me. Me too. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't think it has nothing to do with my background or anything like that. I like to be sexual with one person. I don't, I'm not a whore. I don't like just jumping from people. I have to have a connection with you. But I have a bunch of boyfriends. We don't all have sex, but they all got their purpose. That don't mean nothing wrong with me. That means I'm a husband. I'm just not about to, anybody I'm I'm associating with, you're giving me energy cause, and I'm giving you energy. So I don't, I don't think, I don't know. Got it. I don't think I got nothing to do with it. A lot of women that's been raped don't like being with people. They don't like having sex. Some of them like to be whores because that's all they know now. So I think it's all different. Everybody's different. I think there's a difference when it's your choice, like, because you choose to have, you know, your boyfriends and you choose, you know, what whatever situation or relationship you want it to be. But I think it's different when the woman is kind of like, stuck in that role, like sees herself always being the mistress, never being the so-called main girlfriend, but she wants that. Because I have a friend who, for some reason, she keeps, not a real friend, <laughs> but she keeps on getting <laughs> situation where she's the woman outside. Like that's She don't want to be, though? No. Like, she even has children with them. Like, you know, it's gotten pregnant or whatever, but the family might not even know who she ever was. Like, so she's perpetually in these relationships. Like, these men, they have a girlfriend or have a fiancé or whatever who is their person, but she's always stuck in this mistress role, woman on the side kind of role. I got I wonder what type of thoughts she has, though, to keep attracting that in her life. That's what I was just about to say, because that's the energy that you're attracting. And that's then what I'm it's the thing where, oh, it's easy. I'm cool with it. So now it's at I a point know. where, you know, okay, I'm cool with it because I can, you know, do whatever and they pay my bill, you know, whatever kind of thing. But that's not what she really wants. It's just kind of like, okay, I'm no, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with mm-hmm. it right now. Because I know I still have other friends that I'm never going to let go. And it's, if I really had a boyfriend, would I be able to do the things that I really like doing? It's like, because people don't have freedom. So if I say he's not going to understand that I have these spiritual people that I just only just going to fuck with. Or he's not going to understand it. So it's like, is he, he's not going to understand. Could you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's not going to understand that I have these spiritual bonds with these other people that I'm not even having sex. We may just talk on the phone for hours. If I had a man, he's not going to give me that time and that space. So I love it. Like right now, I love it. And I mean, if I get a boyfriend, that's one thing. But he's going to have to really do everything I need him to do for me to just shut my life down. Or you know, to, to be with him. So, someone, my aunt like that. My aunt loves being a mission. Seriously, she really do because she likes her own space. She got her own house. She own her own shit. She's not, she don't like being up under nobody, sleeping with them. Like, I had a, another aunt and uncle that they never shared room. They, they never had the same room. 
I never seen her and my uncle Scooter be together. I know they were together all my life, but they always had separate rooms. Yeah. You don't like being up under people. So think about this. Think about this. If when you get married, would you be really be okay? Let's say you um you know, you get married because now you feel like you're done with all that extra, you know, <clears throat> whatever. You've got all the fleshly desires and all the pleasures that you like to indulge in. You've kind of got all those kinks straightened out, right? And now um, you find this man that you love and you guys are talking about marriage and y'all get married, and then you find out he got a mistress. How would that make you feel? Would your mind just jump back into the whole, um, well, you know, it's all about the freedom and the this and the that, or would it, or would it be like, well, it's my karma, or would it be like, like how would you go about that now that you, because like you're saying now, like even if you were to shut down everything for a boyfriend, you're going to, um, if you were to shut everything down for a boyfriend, I mean, he's got to be providing you everything that you need, right? So, of course, right. if you got a husband, that means he shut down everything or he, he allowed you to be able to shut down all your side niggas and all your married men and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So he's doing everything right and you guys get married. So you're like, okay, this is worth me settling down for. This is worth me giving up A, B, and C situation and then you find out he has a mistress how would that make you feel okay so first off let me just say this the only reason why out of the whole situation that I would have a problem with him is because I always go into every situation I need open and honesty even if we were talking about marriage I want I want to allow the person that I'm with to be so free and vice versa that we're able to talk about these things. Like, yo, I, I know that everybody has a life before you meet them. So knowing myself, I know, like, I have an ex that we just been friends. You know, we were together for a couple of years, and we've been friends ever since. We might see each other, and we don't even, you know, it's not sex, sexual, none of that, but we just genuinely friends, and I loved him even though I don't want to be with him. So I understand that he may have that too, or he may have just somebody he's been kicking it with that he care about. She's been down for him, whatever. I want us to just be completely open and honest with each other. And I, I feel like even still, even if we're both, we can both be on the same page at one time in our life, but a couple years down the line, we may, we may be vibrating on two different places. And I don't want him or myself to feel like I'm stuck here being miserable just because, we loved each other or felt the same way about each other five years ago. So and knowing me, I would be like, I want to meet her. Is she cute? Is she cute? Is she want to babysit these but fucking kids no, I'm over here with? No, that's that. The the point is, you would have a problem if he had a mistress and you didn't know about it, right? On his behalf, I would not be mad at her at all. I would, I would completely no, you would be mad at him. the situation. But it wouldn't be because of the situation. It would be because what is it that, why didn't you feel like you can just it's be real with me? Because he's free. Yeah, because it wouldn't he's be. free to do what he wants to do. And, he, and, and that's what and that, And that's with. another thing. And that's another thing. I don't, I don't have to accept it. And he don't have to tell me. I don't, I really honestly don't want a relationship where I feel like we're like, we have to do this or we have to be this way. Because that's a miserable way of living. If you don't naturally feel so, it, then I can't get mad at you. If you naturally wanted somebody else, 
then that's what makes you happy. And who am I to stop you from wanting to be happy? And you would stay with him or would you leave? And that's, I see, I'm, I don't know, I'm not in that situation. I would probably try to get to know her. I mean, I would feel like we should just build. If he, if he, if you still love me and you still love her, like how my dad, he still, he honestly, he loved my mom, but he, I know he loved Janaria also because she was a good-ass woman, and they both had good qualities. If you feel we can build together and this is what you want to do, yes, I will do that. But if you feel that you are, your heart is geared over there and you're really not fucking with me no more, because sometimes you fall out of love with people. And I don't want you to feel like you got to stay with me just because you're obligated. Like, I don't want nobody to be with me and miserable, and they really don't want to be there. So mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the situation. If he if he came to me like, yo, I'm in love with you, and I'm in love with her, and I, I want to be there for both of y'all, and shit, she know how to do hair, and you've been talking about you want your hair done. You know, you know how to cook, and you've been, she, she can't cook chicken work shit. Won't y'all let's build? I'm cool. Especially if she likes to watch the kids, because I'm I'm one that I'd rather have my my little space away from the kids. I love the kids, but I don't want to have to like raise them and stuff like that. So I mean, I I'm I want to build. I want a nation built. I'm not. I want freedom. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's, I, I think, I mean, I get exposed to a lot of, like, just alternative, like, even in some of the circles that I at least am, am at least partially involved in socially, like, I hear all kinds of things, and I'm just, for me, it's interesting to hear how people work out life and how they show up in relationships and, like, that's dope, but I also feel like, for me, it's trying to tease out, like, what am I really equipped to do and what, it's the difference between, like, like, just trying to tease out, like, all right, I'm very, I'm naturally territorial, but is that because, just trying, I know, like, it could be an insecurity, too, but then at what point is it just, because there's a lot, like, where I'm out. Maybe I'm it's just you. Right, and I was just like, and that's okay. That point, like, right, to that point, like, I'm out here in D.C., and everybody, all, like, the queer people, everybody's, like, in open relationships and all these things, and they all go on these retreats, and I, listen, I, I do get very very. <laughs> if I'm in a secure relationship, I do get very territorial. So, like, they would consider me more, like, traditional. So you can almost get, like, ostracized if you're not, like, weird enough for, like, the weird crew or whatever because it's like, oh, that's some traditional shit. Like, you just want to be one person. You know what I mean? I mean, I want to be one person if it's secure and I'm satisfied. I, I struggle when I don't feel like I'm getting attention. That's where I start wondering my eye trying to show you that I'm looking around. But that's different than somebody who's genuinely looking around, I'm looking around to get a reaction, which is a different notion, but it's just like, yeah, like, where is it just that that's just not, like, I feel like it's, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with having it open and non-detached and being more detached and not having this feeling of, like, um, ownership and all those things, like, I think that that's a great path, but I also feel like it's almost like, especially, like, in the more conscious or, like, certain areas you people you talk to where it's almost just like, oh, well, you're, you you can't handle that because – and it goes back to the comment you said I mean, earlier in a different way, but about, like, a week because you can't handle your man fucking, is, you know, having a, another whatever with somebody else. It's just like, no, it's just not – I don't vibe with that. Like, it's just trying to I don't, that I don't agree with that either. Yeah, like – I think you have a right to want to have the man that you're sleeping with there's a lot of scientific reasons why it's important to be in a monogamous relationship. I'm not 
right. against that at all. Every you have that's why it all everything we talk about it goes back to knowing yourself. And if you know that that's not what you equip with, and and you meet a man and you let him know who you let us know who you are, we know you ain't playing. So if you meet your mate or you have your mate and you let them know, and then they go against that, then they're betraying you, and you let them know up front. But you know everybody's different, and we're never yeah. going to really completely understand. It's just for us to love them enough to let them be free. Yeah, you you're breaking up again, but I'm gathering what you're saying. Like, I mean, that's because I think it's just hey, again, like, like, huh? I guess my 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 thing was like the psychology of it. You know, like hmm. What are the backgrounds of these people that think like this? Not to say like these people. That sounds so fucked up. But you get what I'm trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, what people? Those that uh, can appreciate open relationships. What? Could y'all hear me clear before I say this? Mm-hmm. It's some people that's in open relationships and that's completely valuable. They're they're free to be, but they don't want nobody but but each other. But they're still best friends. And but I I I to her point. I I actually my last relationship started off like we're not gonna make this anything specific. Like we're just gonna flow. I'm gonna choose you every day. But that shit did not last long with me because I, I need, I, I just, man, like, it's such a powerful, like, instinct of mine to be like, no, like, I want security. And I start looking at my Venus. I was going to ask y'all what y'all's Venus, uh, what are y'all's Venus placements? But, like, my yeah. Venus is in Capricorn. And, my like, Venus. I need my, who's this? Who's this in Cancer, Mina? Mm-hmm. Okay, mine's in Capricorn. I've been listening to a lot of videos and doing a lot of digesting about Venus, just in general. Well, one, I think mine's in Okay, well, Venus in Capricorn is all about security, stability. I, I, I just, I need to know. Like, I'm, I am so done with motherfuckers tapping out and me being like, oh, but wait, here's this other thing we could do to save this. No, fuck that. You know, I need, you know, not I, even knowing why the motherfucker tapped out. Sorry. Right. All of that. And then after that, that, it was like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just being real with myself on what my gut is and not like, again, we get on, it's so different than, oh, glorifying veganism or glorifying this or, oh, this past. Listen, fuck it. You need to rock your own shit out and know yourself enough to know, again, when you're bullshitting, when you're not, having those things adjusted and, and having that awareness is key. I know when I'm self-sabotaging. I know when I'm doing these different things. But at the end of the day, my gut tells me, like, no, I want to know you're there. Like, I'm tired of having to, like, that's, if I look at every relationship, I've, I'm always the one who's like, but uh, but wait, you know, but wait. And it's like this, this devotion to these motherfuckers. And eventually it's like, you know, so I want somebody to have that same, and not like, Oh, we're in a really shitty situation, and I'm con- and I'm content with to be shitty. It's more of just like I can't do like me with like I've tried to date like Sag energy. I can't fuck with that, yo. Like and that's me either. I, 
That's one of Beyonce's issues when she's a fucking Virgo and she's dealing with the Sag. And this is not any knock at Sag energy. It's just a matter of, like, just knowing your placements and really sitting with some of this stuff. It, it'll tell you what you – now, you know what you need, too, and I believe that my gut overrides anything I read, but where things resonate with me, it resonates. And it makes a lot of fucking sense why a lot of the people that I've gotten with, just like I've dated mostly masculine signs, I'm pretty damn sure me getting these more um, more masculine signs and I'm triple feminine, that's kind of like a thing. I, I actually need more of the nurturing than I'm willing to put out, but it's because I'm out here trying not to look vulnerable when really and truly I really need to look vulnerable and be protected, but I need to show that vulnerability so that I can stop attracting uh, fuck boys, fuck girls, you know? So try dating the Capricorn. Woo, I don't know, man. I, um... It's a uh, energy, but it, they also know what they want, and they, they're very straightforward. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, they, I'm, I'm they want to I'm thinking on a cancer, actually. I and, and, and I'm just because, like, one of my really good friends is a cancer, and I've also researched a lot around our compatibility. I think I can really fuck with it. Or maybe a Scorpio, too. But some Scorpios can be heavy, so I don't know. And there's no shade. I got Scorpio on my chart, too, in several places, but... I would, I would, my first choice would be a cancer for a number of reasons. Cancer would probably be really good for you because they, they need, they like emotional attachment and they want you to be. Cancers are secretive. They like, they could be very passive aggressive. Mm. Okay, that's fine. I can work that out. I can definitely work that out. I'll I'll fuck that right up. But that's what I mean. Like that, when you just said like words like security and like somebody like, Wanting to, like, not that I need you physically on me every second because I actually need physical space. Like, I really can't breathe. You know, I can't have somebody, like, literally clench to me. But in terms of just not having to question that and just just knowing that they literally are just, I don't know, it's just something about that. And that's, that's the thing. Go with your gut. Like, that makes me get excited about a relationship. Like, I think one of my sisters just said something about your intention. Like, I can't handle, it's ex- my, my stomach hurts. The, the notion that one day I'm just going to walk in and you're going to be like, well, I'm packing all my shit. You know, and just, <laughs> I, it's, it's just like, what the fuck have we been doing for the past however many years? Like, I make investments, and that's the thing about having a Venus in Capricorn. I want to see my fucking results. I don't put in work for no fucking reason. I want to know where are all the receipts, where is everything accounted for, what is, I, I need to, like, that's like a thing now. And now that I've really activated and I've taken this cleanse for two years, over two years, to really actually know what I actually, what I need, not just what I want, what I actually need and what, like, really feels right to me is that, is that stability. And sometimes the stability is not packaged the way in the person that I want. Maybe the fucking girl that had those whack-ass pointy shoes probably would have given me a lot more stability. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder where the fuck she is. Real shit. Because she had that shit Wait, right. I came to her house. She had my favorite cereal. This motherfucker, I'm all about acts of service and gifts. If I need the, I need your, and it makes sense. If you look at my Venus, your look at your Venus and what's the element of your Venus. My Venus is in Earth. So I need to actually physically see. This shit about you talking about you loving me and shit, my dad's done that my whole life. I need to see it. So it's like I passed her by because she didn't meet my aesthetic. And now I'm like, well, damn. And she's not the only one. There's been a couple other, like, kind of, like, not no swag having type joints. But now I'm like, 
My priorities got shifted. I'm like, where, can I send out a fucking robocall? Because one of them was vegan, too. I'm like, damn, where's, what's her name, Becca? I don't fucking know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, really, if you find her, let me know. Um, yeah. So your Venus sign is supposed to be, like, what you need? Yeah, love yeah, like what you look, what what what's important to you, like in terms of your. There's some other houses that also are indicative of that. I'm learning more about like which houses are are helpful to look at. I think one of them is the seventh house. I'm still learning about the house places, but in but the Venus, yeah, like how you kind of I, orient relationships. I have Aquarius everywhere. Aquarius is my sun, my Venus, and my ascending or rising, whatever it's called. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> interesting. That is I'm, very I'm interesting. I'm still tripped out that your rising and your sun is the same. Like, that's, I, I mean, my moon and my sun are the same, but I'm just like, you're rising and your sun, which means like, you're not even, you're not hiding behind anything. Like, you are who you really, like, in terms of your personality. And then what what was your moon in, you said? <coughs> Taurus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's y'all speaking on that? What's y'all's love languages, or do you have like I, I know there's like there's obviously like dominance of like if you had to pick the top two or three, what would be y'all's love languages? What do you mean? So there's acts of service, words of um, affirmation. So here we go: acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch. Um, what's the, what's the other one? Gifts. Is it- it's five. Anybody else know? Is it, is it what we do to show love or what we accept as love from others? So both, right? So, like, for example, I would, I'm, a, again, gifts and acts of service, but the person I was, and that's what I need. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily, I, I'm, since I'm so mutable, I can really give you what you want, and that, can, that has got me in trouble because I can fucking shape shift. I will be. And it's all in my chart, too. I can shift it to the best girlfriend you ever fucking wanted. Have you wondered how the fuck did I just, like, I mean, give you, before you even thought of it, I've already, and, I, and I've had an astrologer even tell me that. She's like, you got to be really careful because of your merging ability and because it's at my sacrifice, right? Like, I've lost my, my entire self um, in all, most all my relationships. And so... And end up, like, healing them and, like, they're ascending. And I'm just like, ain't this a bitch? You know, when you watch somebody ascend <laughs> on your behalf, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, uh, um, so in terms of the love languages, like, it's, it's a weird space because, like, you have what you need and then they and then you have what you predominantly like to give. Like, I personally like giving gifts, too, and I like giving. I like to give, actually. It, it's, there's congruence in how I like to receive and how I like to give. But what if my partner, which this situation where my partner only likes to give affirmations, and I'm looking at her like, I don't give a fuck if you said I'm great. I, I tell myself that every day. You've not, the fact that you won't run me a bath right now has got me wondering if I should be in this relationship. But that wasn't her. That wasn't <laughs> it sounds like you're looking for someone to, like, complete you instead of you coming in as you and then finding someone that's them. It's like you're looking for someone to fulfill something that you – I don't know. That's just what it sounds like. Like, 
Well, the bath thing, here's the thing. I was at a different place then. I run my own bath now. Like, I'm, I've already shifted. There's been a lot of work. There's been a lot of work in what I care about, right? I mean, back then, it was literally that. I was expecting somebody else to do all my work. And you're, that's probably what energy you're picking up on because I'm kind of giving you the pass. Now I've actually decided to give myself the life I've been waiting on other motherfuckers to give me. Now I've realized my power. So now you've got to compete with what the fuck I give to myself. And I'll wait. And I will keep waiting, which my Venus and Capricorn, like that boss-ass energy, I'm real squared up on that. Like people have come, people have gone. Like nobody's really got penetrated. Nobody's gathered my interest. It's been over two years. I'm not even, no hand-holding, no date, no text, nothing. Like ain't nobody got my fucking attention. Because I don't really see nothing worth getting my, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, it's different. Whereas before, her, it wasn't her, it was it was me asking her to give a bath truly because I wasn't willing to give myself. So I, w- I was operating on that frequency. What you're saying is right at one point in my life. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily look at it like that, though, either. Like, when you're just in a relationship, there is certain things that you need. I mean, not need, but it is certain, like, why you're in a relationship. Yeah, it's like, I do need you to do certain things. That's the point of us being together. <laughs> the exchange. Well, to use one another. Not, like, use you as in, you know, you. Yeah, but if you're communicating that with that person, like, hey, this is what I, could you do this for me? This. But that's the thing. You got to know. That's why it's good to know you got to know thyself and they got to know thyself. Like she's saying, are you an act of service type of person? Are you an affectionate person? Are you the affirmation person? And you got some people who are not even aware of these little mm-hmm. things. I didn't right. know about this until right now, you know, and it just started making me think like, damn, this maybe this why I be testing James out and on his head because <laughs> he's more of a, He's more of a this than I'm more of a that. No, seriously, mm-hmm. like, that's why it's so important to know yourself and know your needs, know what you like mm-hmm. so that you can communicate these little things with this person because if you can't even identify it, you know, it's like, like, for well, I know for, I know for sure, like, for me, affection is everything to me. Like, mm-hmm. affection is important. Like, you got to have affection like that to me is important especially when I was going um I was taking this communication class and I learned a lot it's crazy because I learned a lot about affection in my communications class and she was pretty much talking about my instructor she was telling us how um there's two forms of communication right you got you got the uh non nonverbal and then you have verbal so nonverbal can be like little stuff like <clears throat> or, you know, just little little things that people do. Or even an emoji can be a form of nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just different uh-huh. little stuff that I learned about in that class that was just so amazing. Like communication is everything. And one of the um, – one thing she told us was that out of all the – well, it's only two – you have the verbal and the nonverbal, but she said the nonverbal is the strongest. It's the nonverbal is stronger than verbal, and the nonverbal can be broken down into like five or six different types of um, different types of nonverbal communication. But the strongest of the nonverbal communications was something called haptic, which is the study of touch. 
and so, so haptic, which is the same That's a good one. is the strongest form of nonverbal communication. And so it just started dawning on me, like, damn, that's why I am like that. Like, I see affection. I I have to have affection, like, because that's you're communicating something to me when you are being affectionate with me. You are putting an effect on me. I need you to affect me, like, and so it's just, like, that's, I just love that, that you share. Like, what are they, matter of fact? I know you had access to so acts of service, um, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Uh, yeah, I would say my top three are definitely gifts. You can't just send me gifts and I never see you. No, that's not right. Right. Your fucking ass over here and do some shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, let me not go there because we didn't already talk about masturbation, so you already know. Um, so, and and I, by the way, an amazing masturbator. I have great, great sex. I, I always tell people, they're like, are you single? Uh, one could say, or I'm in a very secure, satisfied sexual relationship with myself. But um, with that one starts, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and that's and that's the battle I fought, right? Of so that's not her communication style. So then, where are you willing to bend as a person? You know, where like, and this is not just romantic relationships. This is also friendships. Like my friend, she my birthday's coming up, and by the way, I will not be on the call Monday because I will be tapped out and also uh, performing Monday night next Monday. Um, but she's like, she she already knows. I like my, I love my gifts. I don't. She's like, oh. Can I just buy your ticket at the? No, you can't just buy my. No, I you. I want to be surprised by a little, even if it's some like little random squirrel like ornament or some shit. Like I like. That's what I fucking like. That's how I. Best you like What's that? You like gifts? Yeah, I fucking love gifts. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and I have to think about it too. I already did a root analysis. That's how my mother showed me love, and I'm closest. I my the best love I've ever received was from my mother. So. And that that was her way. It was I was she was at every show, and I always had like when I come home, I were, even when I come home now, there's like gifts, there's a welcome sign. My mom is like motherfucking like Martha Stewart, melanated Martha Stewart minus jail time, uh, with a splash of gospel music. Like she's that one. Like you come home, it's like hunky dory. Like, What's that? I said she'll bake you an apple pie. Oh, yeah, all that. So she's really into that. So it's just like that's what I – so then when somebody's like, oh, I love you, but then you haven't done anything for me or you haven't, like, you haven't lifted something off my shoulders. Like my mom's the type, she'd be like, oh, you already got it. Like don't even – I'm just like, whoa. Like so that's how I learned love my whole life. You know, my dad. Mm. My dad so what makes more, the difference like, between – like, what draws the line? Because I totally agree with you, like, but I've always wondered, like, what draws that line between just being a gold digger and, you know, understanding and knowing that your man is supposed to do shit for you? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't that's, want to say that's cruel, but I don't want to say supposed no. to be cruel. But, like, you know, like, Dang, I just feel like as a man, that's just 
I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't fucking with no broke. I'm no, really broke. not fucking with nobody broke, and I want to see your yeah. credit score. I want to see your credit No, but here's score. the thing, though. No, but if, let's say you, you, you mess with somebody that's established, right, or y'all get established together, and then he lose it all, you still going to love him? You going to support him? You going to hold him down? Yeah, yeah, but we got to get it together because I That's really the difference between have... a gold digger, though. That's the right. difference. Gold diggers don't care. They like, oh, the money gone? All right. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call me when you get it together. I don't want either one of us getting comfortable with the money being gone. I mean, I don't, I'm, it's not like I'm living like a life, right. but I do. I, I have a certain way of, like, there's expectations. Like, yes, like, actually, there's this one chick. She's super fucking cheap. That's just a big turnoff. I can't do the cheap shit. Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, we walk in. I even even dated somebody where we would walk in. She's like, I'm not paying. I would be ready to go home. At that point, I'm ready to fucking walk. Turned off, drive the fuck up. Wait, she said I'm not paying as soon as I got there? Yes. As soon as we got there, she's like, well, I'm I'm not paying this time. I'm like, I can fucking go. And actually, like, one of my exes, like, she's like, well, I went in this this gym store at these um, caverns. And I'm walking around the gym store. I'm picking shit up. She's like, oh, I'm not going to buy anything else. I said, oh, really? She said, I already bought the trip. I said, oh, really? Let me get back with you. I went over to the fucking ATM, pulled out all kind of money, and I gave it all. I said, so now what did you pay for? I don't play that shit. Don't fucking tell me what you're buying and shit. You just do that shit out of the kind of, like, that's a big trigger for me. Like, I don't like people waving shit in my face and playing this power thing. Like, we do things for each other. I bought you shit. You buy me shit. Nobody's. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type yeah, of thing. Yeah, who can count? Yeah, who like, I don't, I don't there's, there's some people who are nickel and dime. Like, I was talking to the same girl that I said super cheap. She's actually in a relationship, and she was like, um, yeah, my girlfriend is, uh, we got to drive to her grandpa's house or something. And he's like, but she's like, but we're not driving my car. I was like, why don't you have my, why don't you drive? She's like, I'm not putting miles on my car. I'm like, damn, so you nickel and dime with your own fucking girlfriend? Like, I don't know. I feel like when I'm in a relationship, I don't be in that space. Like, it's us against everybody in my world. And that's maybe that's some that's fantasy. That's she done went through. What? What's that? That's some shit she done went through in her childhood, probably being a middle child. I don't know, having probably. to share or maybe the only child never having to share. True. Not that's having shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, not having shit can make people like that, too. Yeah. That's right. The having shit. When you don't live in abundance, that should uh, have you hostage and hold everybody around you hostage. Mm. See? That's real. That, that, see, that right there, that's what I was talking about with the the group I was in, the meetings I was attending. Hmm. Jay, you were saying so bad. What's that? You were saying how your mom is, like, so giving and always has stuff. And, you know, that's how my mom was or is still. Like, if I say, can you bring me this, she'll be here in, like, 20 minutes. But I'm the same. I'm like her. So I do the same for others. I don't accept gifts. I'm not a gift person. I'm a time. I'm a quality time and touch person. So mm-hmm. even though I was used to getting everything, like, you know, anything mom, dad, okay, they, I got it. I'm not that way. I don't expect it from others. I'm like that person for others. 
Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely. If somebody was just get, yeah, I'm, and it, I can't even fake it. Like that's the other thing. And I, I actually had to go through a process of not guilty myself for it being gifts. Like, because it's very like, oh, so you like gifts? Yeah, like most people just do things to go digger thing, but like, really and truly, like that's your love language. That's what the fuck it is. Like, I know the true feeling I feel when somebody gets me, even if it's literally. And when, the way I found it out, where I was like, it could be something big or small. It's been like, oh, you like my friend got me squirrel socks. I'm obsessed with squirrels. Like the fact that you sat there and thought of that shit, or how excited I get when I get to like surprise, like my partner. Here's the thing, though: if you just be like, we get some, like a lot of us get something out of giving, right? But say for example, like I really like giving my partner this one type of thing, but that's not they appreciate it, but that's not their love language. So I'm inherently if I'm focusing in on that only and I'm neglecting them in some other way, then it's like it's all about me and what I want to do and not about, like, my one friend, this is also for friendships too, Fati, she does not like, um, she don't care about, like, surprises. She don't care about, she don't have that kind of dynamic about gifts. She would rather you say, hey, she'd rather tell you, hey, here's the thing I've been wanting, buy it for me. And then, but I feel like that feels very transactional to me. I don't like, I don't enjoy doing that, but is it about me or her at that moment? Right. And yeah, that's I was um, listening to something with my boyfriend about how we need to love people the way they want to be loved. So they want, but it's that's what they require. So love them that way. And then they need to do the same for you. So I also agree with that. And I think the capacity. I was going to say, it has to be within your capacity or you have to be willing to, to stretch and the stretch shouldn't, yeah. you know, affect you or throw you off, you know, mm-hmm. it should be supportive. Yeah. You know? Because so, at, at that point, y'all need to go separate ways at that point. Like, yeah, that's the fuck out of you. And you, and, and even having to advocate for your love language, that's where it got, where I'm like, yo, hello, babe. Like, you know, she would take me to fucking Panda Express. I don't do that type of shit. No no shade. But, like, you need to set <laughs> yeah. it up. What the fuck? Like, we ain't on no fucking road trip. What we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> basic broad. She wanted, like, her idea of quality time was watching that fucking, like, some weak ass show or just like like it, that's where okay she's showing you who she is this is her capacity you know what I mean and then at what point do we just have to turn the nag off it's the difference between acknowledging that I have a different love language but then like if they're they're not moving then you gotta move I mean that's what the sucky part is of, of acknowledging that reality that they can't they can't give you what you need even if it ain't about love I mean I didn't really love her ass anyway so it ain't gonna take love out of that but Oh, my God. That's real, though. That's so real. That's so true, because I think, I swear, like, my husband, he used to buy me, like, like when he gave me something just out of the kindness of his heart, it just really used to, I have to catch myself, too, because I used to be like, why the fuck would he buy this shit? Like, I used to be mad. This is not what the fuck I want. Like, oh, my God. And I would really be mad. Like, this shit looked like it came from the swap meet or something. 
But I know, like, he really tried, and I just be like, uh. But it's just so funny hearing y'all talk. <laughs> he, like, I guess a little gift, gift. He's act, he's an act of service, like, as far as giving me. Like, he's an act of service, and sometimes I just be wanting, like, I don't know. Act of service and gifts. And <laughs> that's, it's just funny. I just thought about that. <laughs> so just, and then it's like, and now I'm. It's just funny how I'm just learning this from you guys, like, cause I've already been telling myself I gotta learn how to be grateful, cause sometimes you'll get in that space, like, why would you get this? Like, you know that you could have did this, or you could have, or you know I needed this, or you know you mm-hmm. could have done better. But really and truly, he was really like, it's like coming from heart, you know? What the hell? Mm-hmm. But I and then imagine how that feels when, when he goes and gets that, and then you he sees that like, and that's here, here's here's a weird space though, right? Because my mom, as much as a gift giver she is, as I've evolved, my mom really doesn't know what to get me anymore, but she still wants to be a gift giver. So I've actually had to reject some of her gifts, and mm. it's a little awkward. But for me, I can't fake. Like, I, I can't do this. I can't on your behalf to make you feel better. It's a weird space because it's real easy to be like, oh, thanks. You know, yeah, I'll be right on right on top of wearing this. And I know good and damn well I'm not planning on wearing this shit. And so I said, <laughs> no, mom, no, love you, mean it, know this came from a really good space, but how about, you know, we get something I can actually use. And I have to think about how I would feel if somebody told me that shit, and I don't know if I would feel too great. Like, I don't know if I could wear, you know, it's a little bit contradictory because, mm. but at the same time, he, me me accepting something, and especially what the work that I've done around ownership of items, and really, not I'm not a minimalist, but I'm certainly learning how to, like, be more mindful and intentional about what I own. I don't want to just be taking in shit. That's just mis-messages to the universe of why are you, I don't want certain things that are, that don't serve me. I mean, that's the whole, we talk about all this shit with the moons and release and all this other stuff. That includes shirts that I know I'm not, I have no intention on wearing it. I'm just going to hold it and then <laughs> what that, you know what I mean? And so I, we have a good enough relationship that I can say, Mom, like, I know I like, and then what I do is, I, it's like a child. I'll say, oh, I really, really, really like it when you get me, you know, when you got me that, you know, which still allows her to choose what she's giving me, but I kind of allow her to know, like, but it's still weird because then if somebody's telling me that, I I can't wear it the same way because then I'm like, oh, so you just telling me what to get you? Oh, so I don't get the freedom to choose what to get you? So it's a split-ass personality that I have depending on which side of it I'm on, you know? Right. Because I don't like somebody telling me what to get them. I like the fun in buying their gift is going and exploring what I think they would, what I think they would like. Which again, if I were to really be honest, it's coming more about me and less about them. So it's just, it's a clusterfuck, right. really, truly. It really is. Ooh, I, 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 I actually Especially, stopped dating God because of that. You what? I stopped dating the guy because of that. Mm. He would do stuff for me. But it would be like on his own time and the stuff that he wanted, and yeah. it, it became an inconvenience because for me, like I really liked him, like I thought he was cool. But every time he wanted to spend time with me, even though it was kind of extravagant, it was like I wasn't prepared for it, and it was like I was either tired or I didn't want it. Like he, and then you start looking ungrateful. 
Yeah, and I was I told him he was like, "Damn, you so right," but he never got it together. And I mean, it was a, some other stuff that factored into that, but that was the real main thing. And I like I even told him, you know, and at first he didn't understand it, but like one day like he had, I have remember I was at I was at the store for so long, like I was just like all day. He was like, "Man, come see me." He begged me to come see him. I was like, I'm not coming. I'm tired. I just got out of the shower. I don't even want to go outside again. So I go, make a long story short, I go. Come to find out he had, like, this hotel room that was, like, all decked out. He had the rose petals and the candles and all that shit, right? But this is my thing. We're not even on that level. You didn't even take the time. And then on top of that, let me tell you something. I have a phobia about hotels and motels. It wasn't to my standards. And I don't mean to to sound like bougie, but I have bad experiences. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And so it was like you didn't even take the time to get to know if I want to. And I'm a a borderline germaphobe. So it was like, do I bite the bullet? Even though he went out, it was like so sweet, y'all. Like, I was a real bitch. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was just an asshole. But... I have conflicted feelings because I'm like, am I asshole? Because, or would I have been lowering my standards? Or mm. like, why didn't he take the time to even know? Like, if we like, did you think he was getting some pussy, or did you think that I would like this gesture, or do you think <laughs> that I just want to go out to eat all the fucking time, or do you think I just want to drink all the like fun guy to be around? Don't get me wrong, great guy, gentleman, all that shit. But I was like, you're hella selfish though. Like, this is for show. Like, it's not from a genuine place, though. And so I do think gifts should be about the other person, you know? Like, yeah. and that is a hard conversation to have, but it's like, hey, don't always give me no cheap-ass gift. I would prefer some roses than a cheap-ass gift. Roses will eventually <laughs> die, but that just seems more thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. And, I mean, what's really cheap? Because, like, you know I mean? Like, you always say you like crystals. I like crystals. Like, I like little stuff like that. I like books. Like, right. you can spend $15, $20 on a book or even a crystal. Like, it's a thought that counts. But because you didn't take that time to get to know me, to really phase into that, you just did it because you wanted to. You wanted to yeah. feel good, and in turn, you wanted me to feel good. Like, nah. He wanted to stand on his belt, on his little Exactly. Like, I, I gave you that shit. Then it's this feeling of, like, well, then now what the fuck do I owe you because you done did that? Like, that's not uh-huh. even what I asked for. That's not right. even what I want. And I done got me into some shit I didn't even want. Now I'm going to vote on somewhere I didn't even want to go. <laughs> you know? It's just like, fuck. And that's yeah. where, I mean, ugh. I mean, really knowing what we actually want and what we like, man, that's why I'm spending this time in solitude, like, to really turn on all the volume and really listen to what I actually, like, most appreciate because I think it's so easy to get, like, especially, again, as a mutable sign where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, and then, like, you step away and go back in your solitude, like, what the fuck did I disagree to? Like, you have to be so careful because it's like, oh, it's out of love. But, like, at the end of the day, like, those things like that start off really small like that. Like, oh, okay, that's fine. Or, yeah, that's fine. We can just go there. And you know good and damn well you really want to go to the other place. But now you're – because we, like, we're trying to find that balance between, like, 
getting what we want and also accepting what we're getting. And mm-hmm. hmm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how dating is going to be. I really like. That's one of my fears. Is how the fuck am I going to do? And how do you do what you do when you give you? I give myself pretty much everything I want. And here's another thing I want to put out on the table. If anybody has felt this, I tend to run on the spoiled side when it comes to my partners. I do tend to get shit that I want. That's just kind of how I roll. That's kind of a turn on. You know, I don't know. It really is. Like, oh, you just kind of, I can just get everything I want. Like, you know. So anyway, with that, like, when when I don't get what I want, and this has even come out of friendship. Like, if I might have wanted them to help me with something or, and they couldn't, I find that, and I've had to tease this out, though, with a lot of help with just saying, what, how would I feel if somebody imposed that shit on me? I can be demanding. That's in my chart, too. I can be demanding with people that are close to me, not just, like, neutral people I just talked about. Neutral people, but I'm talking about my close friends, which I only have two really close ones. I can be demanding. So then it's like, where are we being, you know, how do we find that balance between we're asking for too much or we're asking for what we need, you know? You gotta, you gotta stop expecting stuff from them. You gotta love them differently. If they, if there's somebody that you really care about, like I think true friendship is built through hard times, because that really determines the friendship. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the the relationship aspect, like our interaction, like I shouldn't expect. Like there's a, how can I say this? Because I understand what you're saying. Like, cause I, I, I think in some ways I've been that person too, like that demanding things should be on my time because my time is good for everybody. It should be my way because my way is good for everybody. And my way may be too extravagant. You know, they may want to have a party at the park, but I'm like, let's go rent this place. We can get some more dirt. You know, like everybody's going to be happy. We can just relax, you know. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's not what we want to do. And even though it was good suggestions, it was like, I have to learn to just, like, tone it down and not expect so much and just, like, live in a moment with my mm-hmm. friends. Like, true, there's ways that I wanted to be loved because I was the go-to person for everything. So I had to tone that down and, and be like, you know, check on me first. See how I'm doing before you unload on me. That was mm-hmm. how I became more demanding in terms of my personal space because I was really trying to control everything else because I my space was out of whack. You know, and once I've learned to get my own space and, have, and teach others to love me the way that I need to be loved, I've learned to, in turn, do that as well for them. And I stopped being so demanding. I, I it, it was just a shift, you know, and it's kind of like essentially what you do in an inter, intimate partnership, you know, like we just got to, like, check in and learn to love people without expecting it back if we have that capacity. It all kind of goes back to us, I think. Yeah. And then you can get so self-sufficient that it's hard to eat. Then you get where you don't want to accept stuff because it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want, it's either I don't, I'm not sure this is going to be like um, stable enough to bank on it or, oh, I know you got a lot going on. I don't, you know, we deprioritize ourselves. That's also, like, a thing that happens, like, you know, which is on the other side of the coin of, like, demanding everything, which 
it could be you, you're not saying anything that you need or want or any of that. Like, all that stuff gets silenced. Like, that's the other side of that coin that I feel like I've been on all different sides. Right now I'm on the side of I'm, I want to see how easy it is going to be for me to let somebody take care of me because I've been doing zoned in on myself for a very concentrated amount of time that I haven't had in the past. Like, I normally would be like, oh, here's a relationship. Okay, here's another one, whereas now I've just been tapped out. So now I almost feel like that's going to be a vulnerable spot to allow somebody to give to me because I've been I've been so self-reliant. Um, you have to trust yourself. Like, it just sounds like you have a certain level of trust that needs, like, that you need to gain within yourself. You have to trust the seeds that you plant within other people as well and allow them to flourish. And if they turn out to be bad seeds, then you make those adjustments. But... Yeah. It's kind of like, do you want to spend your life being isolated and living in fear and not trusting that people can love you the way that you need to be loved? Or do you want to take those chances and grow from those mistakes from yourself that you make and that others make and that you even allow because that's that's really a part of growth, you know, and just kind of like let go and just trust. Like you just got to trust it. You don't know. You really don't. And that's the kind of free spirit that I've learned to come to where it's like, I don't know if you're going to get this right. I I don't know if this, you know, if you know how to plan a date. I don't know if you know how to buy gifts. I don't know if you know how to run a bath. I don't know if you know how to do these things. But can I teach you? Can I let you, give you that space to try? It's motherfucker when a person make an effort. Right. You know, but we have to let them. We have to let people love us. And, and let them and let them fumble trying. And let them and that's Mina's point about the the dress or the not or whatever. It's like what the hell is this? Where you know, they're trying and, and, and see that as something too. Like that, mm-hmm. you know, they don't they, they're not a, a a a carbon copy of us. Like a lot of us and including myself, somewhere under there I've even to read my mind, know all my senses, know all this, and, and be pissed off when you don't when you don't get it. And it's like, but the, again, the thing that has helped me is just saying, how would I feel if that was said to me when all I did, when in my heart all I did was try. All my whole intention was to make you smile, and it's, it's really not my fault that that wasn't that that didn't happen for you. It's not my fault that I didn't know that 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 wouldn't do that for you. So. Yeah, I mean, that certainly helps neutralize the situation. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, we have to come to terms with the fact that people may not be able to love us the way that we need to be loved. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a reality, too. Like, mm -hmm. so you have to figure out what it is that you need. And stop looking for it to come from some external source. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm down to a place where I would see a partner as somebody to go on trips with. I just go on trips by myself, I, and I and I will and I do. But I think, like, that's something that, you know. But in terms of them feeling my, like, doing my, like, being my foundation, I can't have it. I can't be set up that way anymore. I, I just, I can't. It's just too, it's got me in a lot of trouble. So, 
you know, I feel like now it's like that's like the accessories of life. It's like a partner and doing these different things. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you come in alone and you're going to leave alone. Like, that's just, I mean, as dreary as it might sound, that's how I personally feel about it. So getting that's right is my best investment. Yeah, I think I think that's actually a healthy way of going about a, a relationship. Yeah. Is anybody, did they did they did anybody drop off? Are we the only two on here? I don't know. We gotta see. Oh, we're still here. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody's probably getting sleepy now. Yeah. Well, the East Coast people. <laughs> I'm here still. But before we all hang up our stuff, I want to um, remind you remind you guys to watch that lecture. I know it's long. Watch which one? It's a lecture. Oh, you came late. I have to say the lecture. Oh, it's okay. I can go back and listen. Yeah, in the beginning. And um, it's a Bobby Hammett lecture. And I was saying it's five hours long. Oh. It's five hours. Yeah, so I was saying maybe we can do like, you know, when we get some free time, do like maybe an hour a day or. If you got a lot of free time, do maybe three hours in one day and then come back to it or whatever so we can discuss it um, next Monday and nobody will be behind and write your questions down and we can just build on top of that. But it's really, really good information. Light work. Yeah, I'm down. It's called um, Bobby Hemet, What of God Was the Devil. What is God? What is devil? What is my pen? What was the other? Um, and I have There was some huh? other thing alluded to during the call, like spirit something, some some webinar or some online videos that somebody was alluding to earlier. They were like, "Oh, watch these. They're animated or something." Um, I don't remember what oh. it was called. Um. Spirit I forgot the name. Um, spirit science. Yeah. What's that? The spirit science. Um, on YouTube. Spirit science. Okay. Mm-hmm. Creative dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you there? I'm here. Oh no, Jay Water. Jay Water. I think that was Jay. Yeah. Jay Water. You were just talking right now, right? Mm-hmm. Who's who you who's in Georgia? You in Georgia? I'm in Georgia. Ooh. Creative dream, huh? Yeah. We need to connect. You're in Georgia? Yeah. What's your what's your name? Oracle Seven. Oracle Seven. Okay, what part? You in Lawrenceville? I don't know. I'm like in Douglasville. Okay. I think that's the other way, huh? 
Uh-huh. You're um, west towards Alabama. Yeah, exactly. I, we can meet in the I middle. Am, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm towards <laughs> Bacon. So I'm in, like, Stockbridge, Rex, Jonesboro area. So that's towards... Um, Oh, what is that? I can't think. I can't think of it. It is the Q. Oh, I don't know where that is. I don't, I don't really okay. see it, but I have no idea where that is. Uh, okay. No, I don't think I'm over there. I'm like, if you're going south towards Macon, that's the direction. So I'm 75 south or 285 south. Got it. Mm-hmm. And you're off 20. Going uh, west. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. And the Yellow Tiger is in the area too, but she hasn't been on the call lately. But she's in the area. She's in, um, oh, she's all the way in like Johns Creek. Mm. Yeah. We can meet in I have no idea. Yellow Tiger was on today. Huh? Yellow Tiger, no, I was saying Yellow Tiger was on today. Oh, she was? Mm-hmm. I saw her. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we do. We do need to. I think the Georgia people should link up sometimes since we're all here. <laughs> right. <laughs> it says this where y'all coming. Yeah. That's like we're not even far from each other. No, we're really not. At least not from like Atlanta. And all the Cali people, I feel like I'm out here by myself. <laughs> I'll be out there in uh, Mina. I'll be yeah, out there yeah. in May. Um, in in Cali? Yeah, I'll be in LA. My family lives in Crenshaw. I don't know how far you are from there, but I'll be. How far are you from there? From <laughs> where? From Crenshaw? The... Yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there for like a week or maybe like eight, eight or between seven and eight days in May. Oh, for sure. We got a link there. Yeah, let's do some kooky shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, ladies, I am gonna hit the strip. Same. Good to talk with y'all. I won't be on next week, so hold space for me. I will be enjoying my birthday. So. Right. Happy birthday. Happy year. Oh, you said you won't be on next week? No, I'm going to be performing at, around at, around this time. So. Oh, yeah. Aww. What do you do? You sing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need oh. to connect. We're like, we're like, we're like twin foes or something like that. Oh no. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Yeah. So peace y'all. Good to talk with you guys Bye. as always. Peace. Buenos noches. Let me see who's still on. Um have a good night. Happy uh, early birthday, Jade Waters. I know, right? You probably already off by now. Mm-hmm.
Um, oh, can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. Uh, where can I send this deposit? Oh, to your PayPal uh, account? Yeah, mm-hmm. on my uh, on my. Okay. Sounds yeah. good, and that's on your. That's linked to your um, IG. What is it? Fifty? It's a fifty dollar deposit. Mhm. Oh, okay. Damn. Right. I will make sure I get that in by the end of the week. Um, but we still have you have up till March seventeenth. So. Okay. Sounds good. Nice speaking to our listeners today, sisters. Have a good rest of your week, everyone. You too. Don't forget to tune into the video, the Bobby Hemet lecture. Okay, we'll do. And that's the the five or six hour one, right? Mhm. Yeah. You played a little snippet early uh, at the beginning of the call, right? Mhm. Yep. Yeah. I will tune in. But safe travels, everyone. Safe travels. Have a good night. Good night. Um, the deposit. The deposit. We're having a um, a women's retreat, pretty much, in June, in Atlanta, and <clears throat> we're all meeting up there. A meeting that's out there, and we're going to do different little activities like yoga and go sightsee some things, maybe go out, um, do like some henna sessions, and go get massages, go do like face masks, go to the nail shop, do our, because um, the whole purpose too is to do a full moon ritual for that full moon that's going to uh, come on that week. So when we do our full moon ritual, it will be during that time we'll all be together. We'll already be we'll already have our intentions set and all that. So yeah, it's pretty much just like a women's um retreat that we're gonna be doing. And then the deposit is to pretty much hold your space to my intentions is to get us a cabin. I mean not a cabin. Well yeah, maybe either a cabin or a house depending on how many people um, give me their deposits? Because the deadline for the fifty dollar deposit is uh, it's March seventeenth. So by March seventeenth, based on how many deposits and all of that are in, then we'll um, <clears throat> I'll pretty much have like you know a better idea, like a head count to go on from there and book the particular you know space and whatever. Yeah, the date is, let me see, it's June 8th, wait, but let me make sure, yeah, June 8th to the 12th, so June 8th, and I believe the full moon is on the 9th, so June 8th to June 12th, we'll be out there kicking it and hanging out. So, oh, you're in California, huh? Yeah, Cali girl. 
<laughs> no, I thought I was the only one. Well, I know it's another sister from Cali, but she's north, up north, like Oakland area. But yeah, I'm in the IE. Uh, let me see. Oh, you're in the IE too. Okay. Oh, yeah, you said Pomona, right? Yeah, Pomona is like, yeah, on the west side of uh, the IE. That's the stuff. We're going to have to link up one day. Oh, who was your friend? Yeah, who was your friend I referred to? Is she a part of the group? Or just... Oh, okay. Scorpio Epiphany. Okay, yeah, she is out here. I forgot. Yes, yeah, she is. She's in the IE, too. Well, I'm not in the IE right now in Vegas, but, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we need to link up because there's not too many Cali sisters in the group, but um, we are going to be doing a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, traveling and just a lot of good fun stuff for the year, hopefully. So, set our intentions and putting the right action behind it and making some moves so that our finances can be together so that we can link up and command and, you know, do different little rituals and manifest and stuff. So, yeah. <clears throat> I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be here every Monday, same time. And um, if you ever were interested in listening to the previous recording, um, the previous recording, you can check those out. I think I think it's on my profile. I don't really know how that works for like for others um, from outsiders looking in or looking it up. So, but I know you can look at the other previous recordings that we had um, since day one just to catch up if you ever wanted to. But most of them be this long, so it would be easy catching up forever, girl. But <laughs> if you ever just wanted to tune in and, like, just listen to one of the previous days, you're more than welcome. This is how we do it. And if you know anybody else that would be interested and joining, then let me know. Have them email me, you know, just their spirit name, location, Instagram, so that way I could just have all of that on file and stuff. And then, yeah, so next Monday we'll be here. And don't forget to tune in to the Bobby Hemet Hemet lecture. We'll be building on that next week so that you're not behind, you know, and not wondering or confused about what's going on. So, yeah, I'm going to get out of here and head to the strip. Kind of sleepy as it is, but <laughs> good night and safe travels. I will talk to you throughout the week, if not next Monday. Peace and love, sisters. All of those who are still on, good night. Safe travels.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.